The Tri-State's number one motorsports talk show. Today's program is brought to you in part by our marketing partners. Recognized by the Eastern Motorsports Press Association as one of the top racing shows in the Eastern United States, here's Rappin' on Racing. Jonathan Davenport, and you're listening to Rapping on Racing. This is the Banker Bob Thought for this evening. After going through COVID and teaching people the proper method of washing their hands, maybe we can start on teaching people how to use their turn signals. Good afternoon, and welcome once again to Rapping on Racing, June 13, 2023 want to send out happy Father's Day wishes to all the guys in the audience. There's a rumor going around, and I wanted to clear it up before we start. I had a long conversation with Bobby Bentz concerning his good friend Mark Flinner. Mark's having some serious health problems, and there's a lot of rumors going around concerning the team. Bob said that he would help Colton at Lernerville or any local races, but has no plans to travel with the team. Ryan Blaney has a discussion on the NASCAR penalties for Bubba Wallace and Chase Elliott. Tyler Harris has coverage of all the action at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. That includes the Ed Laboon Memorial, plus interviews with Tim Bish and Noah Brunel. Jim Zufall has a great report on women in racing. Dave Oliveri was a busy man last weekend. He sold his house and is moving, but still managed to get great interviews with Alex Faree, A.J. Flick, Christian Schneider, ben and Ben Anton from Rocket Chassis. Modified driver Garrett Crummert will discuss his 2023 season and his involvement at the Western Pennsylvania Racing School. Howie Bayless has a Victory Lane interview with Drake Troutman. He also had a chance to visit with recent feature winner Chris Brink. Eric Westendorf has Victory Lane interviews with Rex King Jr., Mike Norris, A.J. Flick, while Howie Bayless, who was doing on-track interviews for Flow Racing at Jennerstown, has Darren Mozzie, Barry Audie, and Chris Brink. When you listen to the Victory Lane interviews from Lernerville, Pittsburgh, and Jennerstown, check to determine which drivers do a good job, like A.J. Flick, Mike Norris, and Chris Brink. Something that really upsets me is when a driver can't name the sponsors on their car. If they need to walk around the car to see 
the names, they're not doing a good job for the sponsors. I find it hard to believe that a driver in Victory Lane can't remember the names of someone that sends the money. I would describe the driver that forgets the names of the sponsors as someone with a cranial rectal inversion. You need to look that up and see what it is. Brian Hutchko from Pittsburgh has a small list taped to the roof of his car, and he never forgets a sponsor. You got to take a lesson from Brian. If you are a crew member or a fan of a driver that does a piss-poor job at the interviews, please help him out. Now sit back and enjoy today's show. Thank you. Here at Worldwide Technology Raceway in advance of tomorrow's Enjoy Illinois 300. We are joined by our most recent race winner, who was actually introduced by Corey, Ryan Blaney, driver of the number 12 Team Penske Ford. We will go straight to questions for Ryan. If you have a question, please raise your hand. We'll get a wireless microphone to you. We'll go up here to Pete. Pete Stoney from Sirius XM. Did you have a feeling sort of of satisfaction that you finally maybe shut some people up or asking about you being able to win again? Including on our channel, quite frankly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I didn't have satisfaction like for that. I, I more satisfaction and enjoyment and excitement of you know winning again and, and winning with you know the great group of guys I got and um, it was satisfying. Yeah, not having to answer when are you going to win again again. But that wasn't really at the top of my list. It was just really nice to get in victory lane and to win the race that we did was was really cool as well. Stacked on top of that, so. Um, got more enjoyment out of just finally, you know, just winning and haven't had that feeling in a while, right? So uh, it was nice to get back to kind of that that headspace and um, get our first one with Jonathan too. That was uh, that was definitely very special. Going to go to Bob. I'm Bob Pockers, Fox Sports. What what did you think about NASCAR deciding to um, to suspend Chase? And does that kind of set a tone to everyone that that type of move is? not going to be accepted uh, yeah, yeah i mean i you know in their position you know what happened to bubba last year it's very similar to what happened you know on monday night so i feel like if you're going to make a call on one guy for doing some move you have to be consistent in what you call on another guy for doing a move you know i mean that's just kind of what it is so um you know it's good that they were kind of consistent in the calls for the exact same you know kind of retaliation um and i think that's that's how it should be right i mean that's, you know, kind of most dangerous move I think you can kind of do to somebody is, is the hook deal. So, um, but yeah, that is good. NASCAR was consistent. That's really, I haven't really thought about it too much, but uh, yeah, you gotta, you gotta make the same call for the same move for everybody. And now that NASCAR has all the data, do you feel like it puts them in a either, in either maybe an easier or more difficult position in the sense of like they can potentially tell maybe more whether something is intentional or not? Yeah, I mean... Man, you know, you got data and you got more information than you've ever had, and, and you can go back and look at that stuff. I mean, obviously, Denny poured it out on the Internet of pleading his case, right? And, uh, um, you know, but the data is one thing. The other thing is things happen so quick, and it's in the spur of the moment. Like, it's super hard to go off of just data, right? You kind of – there's other things, and things happen really fast, and you don't know the emotions of somebody, and you don't know if, okay, something – 
I'm, I'm not saying this in this situation, but if something is broken or if it's a genuine mistake or I don't think you can heavily rely on data. Um, you kind of you can maybe look at that, but then you have to kind of look at the situation. You have to watch videos of it. You know, I think there's a lot more things going on. But, yeah, the data seemed to be a big I wouldn't say it's a big factor in what their decision they made. But, yeah, it's definitely something I'm sure everyone's going to be. Look what this guy did to me. He here's his data. He was wide open and never lifted and turned right or turned left. And I don't think you need to get too into that stuff. Honestly, it's like you you know when you get wrecked. You know, I mean, um, but yeah, the data side is it's out there for the whole world to see, and it's uh, it's a good tool to use if you want to try to get somebody in trouble. So it's almost like tattletaling to the principal, to be honest with you. But everyone goes about it their own way. Going to go to Claire. Claire B. Langshire is XM NASCAR Radio. The data is interesting to mere mortals who we watch it, we look on the internet, we're not race car drivers. At first I thought, I don't know if I'd want my data up on the internet. Would it bother you that you know somebody would post, hey, look what Blaney did if, if it was you? We're like, mm -hmm. Are drivers protective of that data? You guys get to see it a lot. You're yeah, I think it's it's a little different, right? Like. Um you know, that, that data really isn't public knowledge, right? No, no fan has SMT, right? It's just the teams. And, and drivers look at every driver's SMT, right? During practice, you look at it, and that's it's well known in the garage. But um, it's not like a race scanner to where fans can look at that, right? You have it on, like, the broadcast a little bit, but it's not as sophisticated as what the SMT stuff is. So, um, me personally, I don't mind. Uh, if someone wants to look at my data, they can. Um it's nothing special on there. Uh, it's <laughs> steering and brake and throttle and stuff like that. So it's, it's really nothing special. But, uh, yeah, it is a little bit different. Um, the fans, you know, don't really have access to that stuff to that level. But uh, I really wouldn't mind, honestly. I'd be more worried about my Internet browser getting leaked than my data. <laughs> if, if you're, <laughs> you're so funny. If, if it was posted... Uh, so fans could see the data, or media yeah. could see the data. Maybe that's step one. Would you be for that? Um, I, like posting it just like every lap. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think you have to do that. Like that's, I mean, there's data's been around for a really long time, SMT and stuff like that, and that's kind of the first time I've ever I remember seeing it, like someone using it as pleading their case. Uh, so. Um, yeah, I don't know if we should make that the norm, I, but everyone goes about it differently. But uh, and Denny's a big data guy, right? I mean, he always looks at that stuff and relies on that stuff. And um, like I said, everyone's different. So I don't know if it needs to be the norm, but like I said, I can't really do anything about it if someone wants to put it out there. Unlike the other thing. Go to Justin. Justin Schuler kicking the tires. Um, Blaine, we were talking earlier, obviously you come off this long winless streak, you finally get the win, but it's not just a win, it's the 600. So this is your first big, out of our big three, big four races that you finally won. You've come close to the 500 a few times, but obviously what's it like to get one of those crown jewels and, and, and get that trophy in your case? Yeah, it was, um, you know, it was kind of easy to overlook the 600 because it was our first win in a long time. So it's like, man, we're cool to be in victory lane. And I kept reminding the guys like, what a cool one to get, you know, it's, it's a crown jewel, it's 600. It's, you know, super difficult race to win obviously and um you know so yeah it was like it was trying to keep that in your head too if we just want a really really big race an important race as well stacked on top of you know 
first win with a lot of these guys that I'm working with and me and Jonathan's first win. And, um, so yeah, that, that definitely meant a lot. I grew up going to the 600 watching dad race for a long time. So that was super special. And to have them there, uh, kind of put the cherry on top too, to have my mom and dad and sisters there. So, um, yeah, it's, it's definitely, you know, it sinks in during the week and, uh, and until about Thursday and then you're Wednesday or Thursday and then you're focused on trying to get another one. All right, we have quite a few questions out there, so I just want to get these through as quickly as I can. We'll go to Lee, and then we'll go to Steve. Ryan Lee, Spencer, catchfests.com. Uh, kind of curious, that move of Chase's seemed really uncharacteristic for him. And you guys are both second generation, well, you're a third generation driver, but um, does a guy just snap? in that moment when something like that happens that you just normally wouldn't, ex I mean, you guys are good friends, you know, something that just normally would be uncharacteristic of someone. Yeah. I mean, you know, people snap at some point, you know, no matter who they are and, and, you know, outside looking in, I think he got tired of getting run of the fence two or three times and, and just had enough of it and reacted the way that he reacted. So, um, yeah, it's everyone, like I said, no matter, if it's not their character, you sometimes have moments of you're just over it, right? And you're you're sick of getting run in defense or something like that. And, you know, you see uncharacteristic things when that, that happens. So, Ryan, Steve Post, Motor Racing Network. Um, you talked about the importance of the 600 to you and your guys. Roger Penske winning the Indianapolis 500, the Coca-Cola 600 on the same weekend, not the same day. Uh, can you share, would you share any of the conversations with Roger, what that meant to be able to do that, and just kind of the, the, the big picture global thing for Team Penske? Yeah, that was, you know, huge and, and amazing. And, um, you know, sitting in the rain on Sunday watching the 500 was really exciting, um, you know, and, and those last restarts were nail-biting. And, you know, you know what's at stake. You know, you know Mr. Penske's sitting on 18. You know, they got a great chance to win it. I uh, haven't really been in that spot in a few years of a, a legit shot to win the 500. And, um, you know, gosh, Joseph did an amazing job. I mean, he's a stud, man. And uh, he does such a cool, cool thing over there. And, um, you know, when he won, it's it's like, okay, this is a big pressure on us whenever we do get going. And, and personally, I didn't know until um, Monday that the, swept, the sweep have never, has never been done before. And uh, pretty, pretty amazing, you know, a, a company and, and a person like Roger who's done so much in motorsports, you know, that's never happened. And uh, it was it was cool to be a part of it, you know, be a part of finishing the job and, and completing the sweep. And, uh, yeah, I, I was able to call him uh, Monday night, around midnight. They were on the plane headed headed back to Michigan and, uh, after the Indy banquet. And it was cool to talk to him for a little bit. It was him and, and Miss Penske, and um, they were really excited. He said they were at the Indy banquet, and they had their phones under the table, and they were watching the end of the race. So, um, And then I talked to him, like, three times the next day so it's just it's super cool to contribute to something like that you know especially for rp how great he's been to me and um the tuesday afternoon uh win celebration with penske with the indycar folks and nascar folks it was that was a very cool moment too I'm gonna come up front to daniel and then we'll go in the middle daniel mcfadden uh, arkansas democrat gazette uh first where's the coke machine going that you won yeah i um i got a, i got a spot for it uh in, in a in a bar I got built so that's it's I haven't gotten it yet um, but yeah I have a pretty good place for it that thing's pretty cool very yeah. cool okay like so Corey LaJoy he's got a big moment ahead of him this weekend as a driver if you were in his shoes as a guy who'd been chipping away and chipping away stacking pennies for years 
and you suddenly have this huge opportunity to drop in your lap like this, how would you approach a weekend like this, a race like this? Yeah, for him, you know, it's in the circumstances, obviously an amazing opportunity. Um, he's put a ton of work in. Uh, he's done a great job in any anything he's given, especially this seven car. He's done an, an amazing job in, and um, you know, for him to get a chance with the Hendrick Motorsports team, you know, that's that's great for him. So, you know, he's a fiery competitor, and he tries, you know, extremely hard, and he has the talent. And I, I mean, I'm looking at it; he can go out and win this race, you know. And and I think he's going to take every opportunity he can to to try to achieve that. Uh, so, I would say really don't do anything different than what's gotten him here, right? He's done great. He's he's been amazing. He's gotten great finishes and gotten everything out of the car. You know, now you're in some you know better equipment. You know, really great team around you. Just continue to do your thing and and run the way you know how to run. And you know, hopefully that is enough to you know contend for the win. And um, that's just the way I look at it. You know, my mindset would be, but you know, he's good enough and done a great enough job to where I think if he's just himself, he's going to be in contention. I'm going to wrap up with one final question in the middle. Uh, Steven Stump, frontshot.com. Uh, back to last week, obviously it had been a bit of a struggle to start the season for Ford. Um, Logano at Atlanta and then you at Charlotte, those are the only two so far. Ford had kind of struggled a little bit on the 1.5 mile tracks. Do you feel like with how good you guys were at Charlotte, has you and maybe Team Penske as a whole found something that you can keep repeating going forward? Yeah, I hope so. Um, yeah, I mean, it's been no secret. We've struggled a little bit on the intermediates and, and mile and a halfs and um, been trying to search for speed and trying to figure out, you know, the new nose that we have. You know, it's been a little bit of a struggle. So uh, really proud of the efforts, um, you know, from everybody, from, you know, Ford and Penske and, and Roush H engines. I mean, we were all working, you know, around the clock and, and trying to get better. And uh, I think hopefully what we found at Charlotte, uh, you know, they had the speed that we had contend with the you know the cars that have been really good on the mile and a half so hopefully we can you know carry that forward to, to other mile and a half and and maybe even you know everywhere else everything kind of matters so uh, that was definitely a, a shot in the arm for sure and uh hopefully we can continue you know that success and that speed no problem thanks everybody thanks ryan good luck this weekend The summer months are heating up and so is the action at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. The month of June is packed and stacked. Thursday Night Thunder on Thursday, June the 1st, featuring Western Pennsylvania Sprint Car Speed Week. A quick turnaround two days later on Saturday, June the 3rd for Champions Night. A TMT transportation action event featuring the Rourke Automotive, Rush Dirt Late Models, Penn Ohio Pro Stocks, Hobby Stocks, the Crawford Auto Repair Open 4 Cylinders, and the always safe Flagging and Traffic Control Young Guns. One week later, it's the 12th annual Ed LaBoon Memorial on Saturday, June the 10th. The most prestigious pro stock event in Western Pennsylvania with Rush Sprint Cars and Rush Sportsman Modifieds on the card. Saturday, June the 17th features Twin State Auto Racing Club Night for a TMT Transportation Action Event. View our 2023 racing schedule, purchase tickets, and more by visiting ppms.com. Can't make it to the track? Stream every race live on the cushion. And be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube by searching PA Motor Speedway. I'd like to take a minute to talk to you about Steve Scarupa Photography. Steve specializes in wedding photography and shoots landscapes for fun. He has separate websites for both brides and weddings. He shoots some badass photos, sometimes people, sometimes racing, and sometimes nature. Steve's work is excellent. 
You can check him out at stevescarupaphotography.com or 412brides.com, which is his wedding website. Steve is your go-to guy for the best photographs in the tri-state area. You won't be disappointed. And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Tyler Harris. It was the prestigious 12th annual Ed LeBoon Memorial presented by Hut Inc. this past Saturday at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. And this year's event held up in every way to its moniker. A bountiful, lively crowd was on hand to watch as some of the best Penn, Ohio pro stock drivers invaded Dirt's Monster Half Mile to take on the talented crop of local competitors. The evening kicked off with the Hoods Up Quick Lube Time Trials. 28 competitors were on hand and they took time. It was second year pro stock driver and PPMS regular Cody Catellis who laid down the fastest overall lap, earning $199 for his efforts courtesy of Hoods Up Quick Lube in loving memory of the late Matt Miley. Heat races were up next, eight laps the distance in each, with $100 going to each respective winner, courtesy of Sam Johnson, in loving memory of his father, Stephen W. Johnson. Cody Catellus would start on the pole of heat race number one and lead it wire to wire to take the checkered, fending off the 2021 event champion Bobby Whitling, who pressured heavily in the closing laps. Tyler Wyant of Oil City looked very comfortable in heat race number two, earning the win over Jordan Perkins, who has been very dominant each time he comes to Pittsburgh. Daryl and Tonya Charlier, the only husband and wife combination to compete in an ELM, finished fourth and fifth. Kristen Schneider would dominate heat race number three in the W5 SNS house car with 2022 track champion AJ Poljack bringing his car home second. The race would feature 15-year-old Emmy Laboon, Ed's granddaughter, who was just four years old when Ed passed away. She would go on to earn fifth in heat race number three. Heat race number four would see a very familiar winner in Chris Schneider, the only three-time Ed Laboon Memorial winner. Tim Bish would challenge Chris late to bring his 11B in second. The Jerry Rents Toilets Fast Dash was next, featuring the top two finishers in each respective heat race, competing in a six-lap race to determine the starting order for the front four rows of the 12th annual Ed Laboon Memorial. It appeared as though Chris Schneider would own the honors, but teammate Kristen Schneider would drive from fifth to first to take the lead on lap number four and lead the two remaining laps to earn the pole position of the 30-lap A-Main feature event. Tough break for Bobby Whitling, who had a drive shaft break and made contact with the inside retaining wall entering the pits on the backstretch. That would spoil his chances to become a two-time winner and ultimately end his night. Wrapping on racing's Dave Oliveri was on hand to read off the 27-car starting lineup, but this year Connor Laboon was not available to give the command to the drivers to start their engines. The crowd on hand gave the command instead. A four-wide salute proceeded with a brilliant display of fireworks to go along with it. And it was time to put on a show as the green flag dropped. Chris Schneider quickly claimed the lead on the opening lap. However, the caution flew for debris in turn number one shortly after. On the restart, Chris went right back to work as the leader. Noah Burnell began his ascent to the front, piloting the Mike Harris-owned car number 18. 
He battled with Cody Catellos for fourth, while Tim Bish battled ahead with Christian Schneider for second. Brunel pulled a slider in turn number one to move to fourth on lap seven, all while Chris Schneider entered the tail end of the field on the following lap. AJ Poljak was running seventh when a flat tire would cause him to become to a slowing pace on lap number nine. After that restart, Schneider would continue his quest for the win, but as he began to approach lap traffic on lap number 15, Ringgold native Tim Bish quickly closed the gap. The following lap, Schneider got caught up on lap traffic, allowing Bish to make the pass for the lead on lap number 16 as he exited turn four and passed Schneider to the inside. Schneider would then have his hands full with Noah Brunel, who would take second just as the caution flew on lap number 19. On the restart, Bish would take a comfortable lead as Chris Schneider would take back the second spot. The midway missile Daryl Charlier was exceptional on restarts and picked up fourth for a flash on lap number 20. The race would stay green for the rest of the way, with Tim Bish catching lap traffic with just four laps to go. Brunel would make the pass for second, but Tim Bish would be ultimately the one to cross the flag stand first and claim the $4,017 to win Ed Laboon Memorial Championship. Noah Brunel was second, driving from eighth to claim the runner-up spot. Jordan Perkins made a pass for third on the final lap to replicate his 2022 performance. Chris Schneider battled overheating issues at the finish to finish fourth. And Christian Schneider, your fast dash winner, would round out the top five. Tim Bish was clearly elated about his victory. Wow. <laughs> Unbelievable. The championship. Congrats, the handshake from the promoter. <laughs> and he's got the check to make it official as well. You had some practice earlier today as you made your way through the Fort and to try to wake your way through the Pittsburgh traffic. So you navigated and used that here tonight as you had to navigate lap traffic several times. And not only that, but fend off some of the greatest to ever do it in pro stock competition. You just etched your name in history, Tim. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, Chris Christian, I mean, even any of the cars here are good, but uh, just to get up there and race with those guys and pass them, and I was I was waiting for him to come back around the top, but i never seen him. You had cautions to take into consideration as well, a lot of restarts, and that's where races can be won and lost. You effectively navigated, and talk to me about that decision to choose that inside starting position on that last restart. Uh, I was just I was just better on the bottom, and uh, I got it, was getting a good run off the corner, so figured I might have a race for a lap, but hope they worked on Chris to pull it ahead a little bit once he got a lap, so I just took it and hoped for the best. You have some very prestigious names on that title belt that you have around your shoulder right now. What's it mean to have your name amongst them? Uh, th this is just crazy. I mean, not only winning this race, but winning a race down here with the, the luck I've had and the bad finishes and to come out here and do this, I mean, it's, it's astronomical. Would you say this is the biggest win of your career? Definitely. People that you need to thank on your crew, on your sponsors to help get you in victory lane here tonight. Uh, definitely my mom and dad. Uh, they do a lot of this for me. Uh, Ringgold Plumbing, Ringgold Tire, Golf Cart Crazy, uh, American Racer, CNL Welding, uh, Jamie Barber. He gives us a heck of a motor and drive line in this thing. It does really well. And uh, got a couple good crew guys, Randy. Uh, Dalton, my buddy Dalton, he, had to, he got stuck in a softball tournament today. He's my, he's my main crew guy, so we brought out old AJ out of retirement and got him out here to help us out tonight, and I'm glad they all come. And what do you think? You're going to wear that title belt into work on Monday? 
Oh, definitely. You're dang right. Ladies and gentlemen, your 2023 Ed LeBoom Memorial feature winner, Tim Bitch. And Ed LeBoom Memorial runner-up Noah Brunel was pretty happy with his performance as well. Well, there you go. There was a lot of action going on there at the end. Cars kind of scattering all around. But I tell you what, you get the call to come run for Hammer Down, Mike Harris. And uh, you've been behind the wheel of this car a few times. So not only are you comfortable with it, but you're comfortable with this speedway as well. Absolutely. Yeah, I've took as much knowledge as I can running the crate cars and brought it to this car. And I have watched the crate cars run in the ditch along the bottom wall. And I'm like, you know what? If it works, it works. If not, then, you know, there's only one way to go. Like, you know, we could have gone to the back, but it was awesome, dude. The car car was great, and I can't thank Mike enough for the opportunity. Um, feels great to come home second, and in that company, being able to run with Chris and Christian and everybody in the top ten is just great competition in this class, and uh, they're all great guys. Had a uh, frustrating heat race, went backwards, not something I like to like to do in this class, and uh, we just said, uh, just put something to it, and uh, it stuck for the feature. It was great. There you go. People, want to thank for getting you on the podium here tonight. Well, first off, Mike, for the opportunity, he gave me the call, and you know, he does every year since he bought the car. This is like the one race that I stick through and do, uh, so I can't thank him enough. His crew, uh, Rich, my crew member, my... Uh, Right-hand man, Brandon. He's with me on the crate car. He can't say enough about him. Uh, my girlfriend, Leah. Uh, Shane, who's not out here right now, but uh, helps us on my car. Uh, my parents, I know they're still here somewhere. Love them to death. This is this is great, man. Glad to be standing here at the end of the night. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight's runner-up in the Ed LeBoom Memorial. Give it up for Noah Brunel. Finishers 6 through 10 went on to be Daryl Charlier, Chase Lambert, A.J. Poljack, Tyler Wyant, and Cody Catellis. A hard charger contingency was in place, courtesy of Hollister Hauling, in memory of Matt Miley. That was earned by Josh Seipel, who advanced 11 positions to finish 14th. Tim Bish also led lap 22, which earned him $122, courtesy of Trevor Herr, in loving memory of Chuck Herr. Huge kudos goes out to A.J. Poljak, who would restart 20th after his flat tire on lap number nine and advance 12 positions in 21 laps to claim that eighth finishing position. And that'll wrap things up for the 12th annual Ed Laboon Memorial coverage. We're going to take a quick commercial break, and when we return, we'll cover the rest of the racing action from this past Saturday night at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. Stick around. Every day when they open the doors at Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, their goal is to provide great customer service by offering affordable automotive and truck repair service performed by highly trained technicians at the highest industry standard. By implementing the latest diagnostic equipment and computerized repair manuals, you can rest assured that your vehicle will be repaired to factory specifications for your specific car or truck. At Zarin Truck and Automotive, they believe in honest repairs and will demonstrate that fully by explaining the repair or service you are receiving and they'll give you an estimate or quote before work is performed. When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights. Number One Cochrane has created a new way, a faster way, an easier way to buy a car. 
Now you can complete as much of the process as you'd like online and spend less time in store. Or do it all online and get home delivery. Expressway is way easy to use. Just shop our nearly 20 new car brands and thousands of pre-owned vehicles to find the model that's perfect for you. We're big on transparency, so you get our best possible price up front. We call it our clear-cut price, and it's independently validated by Kelly Blue Book right on your screen. Our experts are standing by to help you throughout the entire buying process. You can also stop at any time, save where you are, and come to the showroom to pick up where you left off. Don't love your new vehicle? Don't worry, we'll take it back, no questions asked. Best of all, Expressway is open 24-7. That means you can buy your way with Expressway right away. Number one, Cochrane. See it all at Cochrane.com. And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Tyler Harris. The Rourke Automotive Rush Dirt Late Models were on the card next, the headlining division of our TMT Transportation Action Events. 20 laps was the distance. Jake Gunn was the pole sitter and led lap number one. A caution ensued, as well as some extracurricular activities from Mike Reft and Frank McGill. Once everything got sorted out, the green flag dropped, and it was two-time track champion Ben Police who made the race-winning move on the following lap and led the rest of the way to earn his first feature win of 2023. Second belonged to the points leader, the American Dream Cole Petrell, who raced up from fifth. Brandon Burgoon finished third on the night, with Zach Gunn besting his brother Jake for fourth and fifth, respectively. Both Jake and Zach Gunn had solid nights as they won each of their heat races. The PPMS Hobby Stocks were on hand to do battle for a 10-lap feature event. Interesting story heading into the night where Gary Catellus informed me that he had sold his car number 65 this past week, leaving the current points leader without a ride at the moment. He was in competition, though, as he was piloting Logan Catellus' 64 car while Logan was away on vacation. Father and son duo Tom and Ben Anton would start on the front row of the feature event. Gary Catellus would take the lead early on, taking the lead on lap number two. But Garrett O'Patchen would make the move for the lead the following lap and lead the rest of the way to earn his third career feature win, his first win since 2009 after a several-year hiatus from motorsports. Gary Catellus would hold on for second, and the Antons would claim third and fourth, with Tom edging out his son Ben. Carly Kovacs would round out the top five. Garrett Opachin also won the sole heat race on the evening. The Crawford Auto Repair Open Four Cylinders once again had one of the most exciting races of the night, this time with three cars doing battle for the win. The pole sitter, Paul Koffler, would lead the majority of the 10-lap event. However, in the closing laps, seventh starter, Bill Tennant, would make his presence known with just four laps to go as he began searching for a way to get around Koffler. Tyler Hollister on the following lap would join the battle for the lead. Hollister edged Bill Tennant out for second at the line with just two laps to go, then claimed the lead from Koffler as the white flag flew. Hollister led the most important lap to claim his first ever Crawford Auto Repair open four-cylinder feature win. Koffler would earn his second-place finish, beating Bill Tennant, who finished third ultimately. Fourth would go to Joseph Jacobs, and Jacob Chips proceeded to round out the top five. 
Joseph Jacobs out of West Newton would win the sole heat race on the night for the open four cylinders. The always safe flagging and traffic control Young Guns also saw a first-time feature winner. Evan Strauss of Lower Burrow would claim victory in just his second-ever race. He got some seat time last week, showing the crowd's speed and talent. Prior to that, one hour in the cornfield was just about all the time that Strauss had to practice driving that car. It was undoubtedly a close race, though, as Zoe Knight lost the drag race to the line by just about 81 thousandths of a second. She would claim the runner-up spot for her efforts. Third would go to Gavin Kakalis. And Samara Weaver looked as though she may have been the threat to win. However, she battled Strauss for the lead early in the 10-lap feature event. She ended up spinning in turn number two, but was she was able to continue, and she ended up finishing fourth for her efforts. Fifth. Ultimately, we go to Cheyenne Hollister, and unfortunately for Paige Jones, was not able to get the car running and was unable to join the field for the feature event. Next up on the schedule is a five-division show featuring our TMT Transportation Action Event Divisions. We also welcome the fine folks from the Twin State Auto Racing Club for their night at the races after their initial visit was canceled due to inclement weather. The Rourke Automotive Rush Dirt Late Models will compete in a Rick Hendrick City Chevrolet weekly series event, and they will be joined by the Penn Ohio Pro Stocks, the PPMS Hobby Stocks, the Crawford Auto Repair Open 4 Cylinders, and the Always Safe Flagging and Traffic Control Young Guns. For our tickets, pricing, event schedule, and more, be sure to visit our website, ppms.com, and follow PPMS on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube by searching PA Motor Speedway. Catch all of our event highlights on our YouTube channel every week and watch every single event live or on demand on the cushion. We hope to see you all this Saturday at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, home of Dirt's Monster Half Mile. And of course, reporting for Rapping on Racing, I'm Tyler Harris. Our next commercial is for RPS Financial Solutions. I'd like you to pay attention to what this company offers. The way the government is messing up on a daily basis, it could affect your financial situation. And I think I would highly recommend that you contact Rick Sabo at RPS Financial Solutions to see if he can help you. A sit-down to talk to him is free of charge. Over the years, I've had many friends in racing and in education that I have sent to him, and they're very pleased. Myself, I've been with them for probably 30 years and have never lost any money. So do yourself a favor, listen to this commercial, and get in touch with Mr. Sabo. Are you in need of financial planning or portfolio review? Rick Sabo of RPS Financial Solutions is an independent financial planner who has testified as an expert witness on insurance and investment fraud. He helps people who are concerned about their portfolio or with other financial matters. His services include investments, pension, and 401k rollovers, estate planning, life insurance, and long-term care alternatives. As a registered IRS tax preparer, he can assist retirees with the completion of property tax rebate forms and other government tax reduction programs at no charge. Mr. Sabo does not charge a fee to meet with potential clients for a fact find. His office is located at 5061 Route 8, 
Gibsonia, PA. If you are in need of any of the services that he provides, give him a call at 724-443-5720. That's 724-443-5720. Or email him at rick.sabo at jwcemail.com. Securities offered through J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, member of FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated, neither J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated or J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, nor its representatives provide legal, tax preparation, or accounting advice. Persons who provide such advice do so in a capacity other than as a registered representative of J.W.C.A. J.W.C. RPS Financial Solutions and J.W.C. J.W.C.A. are unaffiliated entities. The summer months are heating up and so is the action at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. The month of June is packed and stacked. Thursday Night Thunder on Thursday, June the 1st, featuring Western Pennsylvania Sprint Car Speed Week. A quick turnaround two days later on Saturday, June the 3rd for Champions Night. A TMT transportation action event featuring the Rourke Automotive, Rush Dirt Late Models, Penn Ohio Pro Stocks, Hobby Stocks, the Crawford Auto Repair Open 4 Cylinders, and the always safe Flagging and Traffic Control Young Guns. One week later, it's the 12th annual Ed Laboo Memorial on Saturday, June the 10th. The most prestigious pro stock event in Western Pennsylvania with Rush Sprint Cars and Rush Sportsman Modifieds on the card. Saturday, June the 17th features Twin State Auto Racing Club Night for a TMT Transportation Action Event. View our 2023 racing schedule, purchase tickets, and more by visiting ppms.com. Can't make it to the track? Stream every race live on the cushion. And be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube by searching PA Motor Speedway. And now more Rappin' on Racing with your host Don Gamble and Jim Zufall. All right, listeners, joining us now is reporter Jim Zufall with some very interesting things that he wants to share with you. Jim, good evening. How are you? Don, it's been a minute. I have not been on your show for, I can't think how long it's been, maybe since I was doing the weekly reports from Pittsburgh, but uh, it has been too long. And the subject I want to touch on today is sort of a continuation of something you started last week with a couple of interviews that I sent you. And if you, you want to, uh, listeners want to scroll back to the June 6th show, you'll hear a couple of interviews, one with Melissa Daly, the assistant pit steward at Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, and one with a young lady named Carly Miller. We'll talk more about her in a moment. But in my tenure at Pittsburgh, which went from 2015 to 2021, I had a nice seven-year run there. One of the things I noticed, and again, if you listen to last week's show, you know where I'm going, is the incredible amount and percentage of women competitors that are literally holding a steering wheel and racing at Pittsburgh. Uh, I look around at other tracks. I've scrolled through points, uh, you know, points charts from from other tracks around the area. And I'm talking about all over Western Pennsylvania, and you, I don't know what it is. As I asked Melissa in the interview. I don't know what's in the water at Pittsburgh. You know, why is it that there are so many uh, young ladies, and to some degree not so young ladies, competing at Pittsburgh and racing there, and to the point where every single one of their five divisions and one of their visiting divisions is represented with at least one woman in their divisions. And, Don, I don't know what it does it. I don't know where it comes from. I literally think that, you know, one lady feeds off another one. I vividly remember in my early days Carly Kovacs and Hannah Ramsey uh, in the in the young guns or the hobby stock division. 
and Karen Miley had a bunch of her friends that she golfs with up in the press box, and they were going nuts rooting for the girls. And I, I, I've talked to some of these young ladies. Emmy Laboon comes to mind, a couple of other ones I've talked to down through the years, and Emmy specifically, who's now in a pro stock, when she was her, in her young gun, I said, you know, you understand, you're 14 years old, and, you know, seven years ago to me, seems like 20 minutes ago, not to you, I'm sure, it's half your life. But seven years ago, you were that seven-year-old girl up in the grandstands. And and you were rooting for, say, Hannah or, say, Carly. Uh, you know, and and that had an, had an impact on you. And how they handled themselves had a huge impact. And you have to understand, you're that hero now. You're that one that these little girls are looking at. And I'm telling you, Don, the, the women... They get it. They understand their responsibility that, frankly, you and I have held a lot of microphones in front of a lot of guys in Victory Lane or just simply interviewing, and it is like pulling teeth. You and I could tell stories for days about, you know, uh, Tyler had it the other night at the Speedway with a first-time winner. You know, you, you get this long, flowery question and a little bit of history and, you know, comment on this race and the answer is like yeah it was good or what's our favorite line don you and i when you ask about uh, somebody to uh, talk about their sponsors yeah be specific tell people who they are have a note card or a cheat sheet so that you can, can acknowledge each one of them but before we go into that i know the reason why there's so many because of the opportunities that miley motorsports has provided from for these girls and then as you said then it kind of feeds off itself it's like hey this is a great idea and more and more girls young ladies want to do this but it would have never happened without the young guns or the four cylinders or whatever no girl's going to walk in there and jump into a pro stock or a late model and that's why it is so successful yeah there's no question the young guns is the ultimate developmental series uh, for, for these young people, and not just girls, obviously boys too. Uh, a lot of the boys have come down through the rank, or come up through the rank. Um, thank goodness, our, our uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania Motor Speedway's very own Rich Mason, our race director, um, it, you know, he was the first Young Guns champion. So yeah, it's a great developmental series for them, and you're right, there is a draw for, for the women, the ladies, the girls, to, to come there and race in that division, which feeds to others. I look now. I look down now at the list. Um, you know, I said every every uh, uh, division was represented represented in the Rush Late Models, which is the premier division at Speedway. Cassidy Kamaker. Well, you know, everybody that's been there forever and remembers Craig Kamaker, her dad. Uh, you know, Cassidy jumps right into a Rush Late Model. Uh, right now, she's third in points with an average finish of sixth on the year so far. Once again, a little bit of a learning curve. It took her some time to get there, but my goodness, she's turning heads. Pro Stock, I already mentioned Emmy Laboon, and, and special mention to her. Um, if, uh, 
Emmy from Elizabeth, Pennsylvania, right now fourth in points in her very first year in a pro stock. But her first two years behind the wheel of a race car, uh, her birthday's in the spring, Don. She turned 13 years old, and 20 minutes later, she was taking the green flag on, on, her, on her young guns car. And she was getting lapped after lapped after lapped. And two years, at the end of that first year, she picks up her first victory. At the end of the second year, she's the champion. And they moved her on. Her dad, uh, Ben, moved her up to a pro stock. And right now she's doing exactly the same thing. She is acquiring, you know this better than anybody, she is acquiring seat time. And she's just going to continue to get better. Tanya Charlier, also in the pro stocks, obviously a racing family. Daryl Charlier's lovely wife uh, in the number 21 pro stock. Another one, turning heads. People are watching her. Um, The hobby stocks... Right now, the only hobby stock, and it's unbelievable that there's only one right now, and that is Carly Kovacs. Now, quick mention about Carly. I think she is the one that, if you think about the women racers at, at Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, she's the first one that jumps to mind. She's got the beautiful pink car. Sometimes it's a black car with pink highlights. Sometimes it's a blazing pink car, you know, depending on what they feel like in the off season to paint it. But this is, I talk about people getting it. Carly is so good with the kids and so good with the competitors and so good with the fans. And if anybody knows that these little kids and little girls specifically are watching her, uh, she's the one that knows it. She understands how you have to handle yourself. You know, Don, you've jumped out of plenty of race cars when the first thing you want to do is punch a brick wall. Uh, you know, but you know you can't because... Now, let's be honest, somebody's watching, and, and Carly is, is very much like that. She can be frustrated, she'll have a rough night, but a few minutes later it's, it's autograph session or it's she's back in victory lane for somebody else, you know, helping somebody else or supporting somebody else. Uh, this is one that I think some of these younger ones have watched and really understood from her. Chloe Jones hasn't raced for a while. She was in the hobby stocks. Her sister Paige is now part of the Young Guns division. Um, down on the four cylinders, Susie Rudolph, uh, she hasn't raced consistently over the last couple of years, but she was uh, a young guns uh, competitor with a lot of wins under her belt. And uh, her dad is the uh, current four cylinder champion. Uh, so Susie competes a little bit in the four cylinders when she has time. And April Tennant out of Collier's, West Virginia, her and her husband Bill will frequent uh, Pennsylvania Motor Speedway from time to time. April, I would not venture a guess at anybody's age, especially a lady, uh, but she's not one of these teenagers. I mean, she's a, you know an adult, and she is having a blast with, with what she's doing, and they, her and her husband support a lot of other race teams. And then the, the 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 last of the regular divisions. I mean, this is the one, Don. I mean, you you already touched on it. The developmental series that is the Young Guns. Uh, Zoe Knight picked up her first not her first win of the season, not her first win. She picked up a few wins last year, uh, but she picked up a win here a couple of Saturday nights ago. Uh, Zoe out of Plumboro, uh, average finish second this year. Uh, I don't know Zoe well. I've met her a few times. I've seen her interact with the fans. Uh, which is a subject I'll get to here in a second with her. Uh, she's about 90 pounds soaking wet, and I mean fierce in behind the wheel of that race car. She is just great competitor. Uh, I, I'm going to jump down to, uh, what did, oh, it was Abby Gindelsberger, who won a, uh, a race late last year. In fact, it was the last race before the Pittsburgher, and I happened to have been there, and, I, and 
anybody that knows me knows I'm a very involved in, in, in Boy Scouting. Uh, a scout troop who I'm not a part of, but I'm very familiar with the leadership and some of the some of the boys as well. They happen to be there. One of their uh, leaders is good friends with the Miley's, and uh, so their troop happened to be there. Well, Abby Gindelsberger won the race, uh, which was the, the Young Guns race, final race of the year. And I got permission from everybody, hey, we're going to bring the whole Boy Scout troop down and get a picture with the winner. So it was great. You know, they all got pictures. They all, you know, congratulated her. I joked a little bit about to, to Abby, hey, if you're looking for a boyfriend, I might have some candidates over here for you, you know. And <laughs> turn my back to turn my back to talk to, to someone, and I looked again, and there's Zoe Knight and Abby Gindelsberger signing every last checkered flag of every last one of those boys. And, you know, the night was over. It was the last race of the night. And they stayed and just did what a good racer, a good representative of her sport will do. And I, I was just so impressed. Hold that thought. We're going to need to take a commercial break. Number One Cochrane has created a new way, a faster way, an easier way to buy a car. Now you can complete as much of the process as you'd like online and spend less time in store or do it all online and get home delivery. Expressway is way easy to use. Just shop our nearly 20 new car brands and thousands of pre-owned vehicles to find the model that's perfect for you. We're big on transparency, so you get our best possible price up front. We call it our clear-cut price, and it's independently validated by Kelly Blue Book right on your screen. Our experts are standing by to help you throughout the entire buying process. You can also stop at any time, save where you are, and come to the showroom to pick up where you left off. Don't love your new vehicle? Don't worry, we'll take it back, no questions asked. Best of all, Expressway is open 24-7. That means you can buy your way with Expressway right away. Number one, Cochrane. See it all at Cochrane.com. Every day when they open the doors at Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, their goal is to provide great customer service by offering affordable automotive and truck repair service performed by highly trained technicians at the highest industry standard. By implementing the latest diagnostic equipment and computerized repair manuals, you can rest assured that your vehicle will be repaired to factory specifications for your specific car or truck. At Zarin Truck and Automotive, they believe in honest repairs and will demonstrate that fully by explaining the repair or service you are receiving and they'll give you an estimate or quote before work is performed. When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights. And now more Rappin' on Racing with your host Don Gamble and Jim Zufall. Um, another name that comes out of the Young Guns, and a great story on Channel 2, uh, KDK TV, a couple of uh, nights ago or a week or so ago, Sadie Snatchko is the driver. She drives the number 56. She's out of Oakdale, currently sitting third in points uh, with an average finish of third in, in her uh, racing uh, this year. Uh, great story by Bob Pompiani uh, on, of KDK TV. 
uh, about her involvement in not only racing but in, in flag football, and she really liked to make flag football for ladies, uh, for girls, a, a bigger sport than it is. Also showed her on track, showed some GoPro footage, uh, and showed some some video from the track. Really, a lot of great publicity, and uh, and of course she wants to go on in life and and be become uh, an EM an EMT. And uh, you know this, these are people that. These ladies have their heads on their shoulders, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Paige Jones, I already mentioned, Chloe Jones' little sister. They're originally from Bakersfield, California. I believe they live somewhere in West Virginia right now. She's in her first year in the division. Cheyenne Hollister from McDonald's, Samara Weaver. Uh, names go on and on. In fact, the Young Guns, if you look at the points, I think there might be two two guys listed in the points. Tyler could tell us this. Uh, two guys listed in the point standings at Pittsburgh this year, and the rest of them are, are women, are girls. And, and it's it's unbelievable, the percentage. Um, and then just the last division is the Rush Modifieds. Uh, almost since its inception of uh, Vicki Emig and Mike Leone coming up with the, the Modified division for the Rush, uh, the Rush Crate Engine series, uh, Chelsea Krekic out of Elwood City has been a part of it. I think second or third year in, she jumped in, and, and they're around around 10 years now, I think. And uh, she was a past champion at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh keeps points on the visiting divisions as well. She's a past champion. She's been active in that division forever. She's now, of course, Chelsea Krekic Gallagher, uh, married to Spring Card driver Darren Gallagher, but this is another one who absolutely understands, not only do you have to race, not only do you have to win, you have to represent. And Don, you already told me, uh, we talked about this young lady, Casey Miller, whose interview you ran last week. Uh, this is a girl at 13 years old, so well-spoken, so understanding of what it is she has to represent as a race car driver as a representative of her sponsors and her family and the racetrack and the sport in general. Don, I, I, I'm going to be, go ahead and be biased here. Maybe you agree, maybe you don't. I think the ladies have their, their heads wrapped around this way better than any of the guys. You're correct. And, you know, when these young kids talk to these women drivers, they're heroes. These, they're bigger than life to these kids. And imagine the impact... Uh, five, ten years down the road, depending on the age of these girls, how many of them are going to say, hey, I want to try this. I watched this, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Well, imagine. I mean, you had kids, you had young kids at one time, Don. You know, think of them sitting in the grandstands, and what are they watching? Think of the current parents now that bring their, I already said it, bring their seven-year-old. And you look at the Young Guns division, well, to a seven-year-old, they don't care that that's a little tiny four-cylinder car that only tops out at 90 miles an hour. Right. You know, that's the Indy 500 to a seven-year-old. And to meet that driver and to not only be, you know, greeted by that driver, and this is why the, the autograph nights at several tracks, including Pittsburgh, does, are so great. Because now these young kids you're talking about, you know, they want to go back every week. They want to meet this driver. And someday, hey, Dad, can you find me one of those go-karts? Or can we do, well, look at Carly Miller for an interview from last week. In a junior sprint at Blanket Hill Speedway at 13 years old and pretty much setting the world on fire up there. The, the famous quote came from Lynn Geisler, and you mentioned it in the interview last week. How many people would like to be in a situation where the kids can't wait to the weekend to be with mom and dad like they are in racing? 
Well, it's absolutely true, and you, you've said it a zillion times, too. I mean, uh, you know, a parent can't come down and sit in the dugout while the kid's playing baseball. The parent can't, uh, you know, run up and down the sidelines when they're playing high school football. You're sitting in the stands. That's all you can do. And very often, it's not only mom and dad right there with the parents or with the, with the, the kid who's the driver. It's, it's grandparents as well. In fact, how many third-generation drivers are out there right now? Think of a, <laughs> I think of a couple of little guys that I knew when they were little guys. Uh, a young sprint car driver, a kid named A.J. Flick. Right. You know, here's, here's grand, grandfather, you know, setting the world on fire back in the day. I remember Mark in his days at Motordrome and in the two-car, the, the number two modified of the Bakers. I mean, this is a guy that was a champion. He stopped what he was doing to nurture a go-kart career for A.J., and look look where we are now. Colton Walters is another one. I, I had some time at the World of Wheels show to be able to spend time with all three generations. You know, and, and yeah, it's a it's a family sport. It's the, it is the family sport of family sports. There's no question. Well, Jim, I have a mission for you. The next time we speak, I would like a couple more interviews with some of these young ladies. We can do that. I'm not going to get to Pittsburgh as often as I would like to this year. Uh, in fact, uh, Tyler asked me, uh, uh, would I be coming to a particular race this year, uh, one I haven't missed in many, many years. And, and I said, unfortunately, I will miss it. But And I know my tenure wasn't as long as, as many of the other announcers at many of the tracks around here. I was only there seven years. But for seven years, I missed a lot of family things, and you know how that works better than anybody. Uh, I told Tyler, no, I I, I quote, retired for a reason and one, for many, many reasons. And one of the reasons was I have, uh, I have a very dear niece graduating high school on this particular date, and this is what we do now. You know, my, Maria and I go on date nights now. There's no, I have to run to the track. Don't get me wrong. I really miss it, and I will be back, and I will get those interviews for you. And we're going to track these ladies down, and I'm going to give you dead-on proof that there is no question the difference between interviewing a 14-year-old boy and a 14-year-old girl. Jim, an outstanding report. I thank you for being with us. We're going to need to take a commercial break. Stay with us. We'll be back with more Wrapping on Racing after these messages. Our next commercial is for RPS Financial Solutions. I'd like you to pay attention to what this company offers. The way the government is messing up on a daily basis, it could affect your financial situation. And I think I would highly recommend that you contact Rick Sabo at RPS Financial Solutions to see if he can help you. A sit-down to talk to him is free of charge. Over the years, I've had many friends in racing and in education that I have sent to him, and they're very pleased. Myself, I've been with them for probably 30 years and have never lost any money. So do yourself a favor, listen to this commercial, and get in touch with Mr. Sabo. Are you in need of financial planning or portfolio review? Rick Sabo of RPS Financial Solutions is an independent financial planner who has testified as an expert witness on insurance and investment fraud. He helps people who are concerned about their portfolio or with other financial matters. His services include investments, pension, and 401k rollovers, estate planning, life insurance, 
and long-term care alternatives. As a registered IRS tax preparer, he can assist retirees with the completion of property tax rebate forms and other government tax reduction programs at no charge. Mr. Sabo does not charge a fee to meet with potential clients for a fact find. His office is located at 5061 Route 8, Gibsonia, PA. If you are in need of any of the services that he provides, give him a call at 724-443-5720. That's 724-443-5720. Or email him at rick.sabo at jwcemail.com. Securities offered through J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, member of FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated, neither J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated or J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, nor its representatives provide legal, tax preparation, or accounting advice. Persons who provide such advice do so in a capacity other than as a registered representative of J.W.C.A. J.W.C. RPS Financial Solutions and J.W.C. J.W.C.A. are unaffiliated entities. The summer months are heating up and so is the action at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. The month of June is packed and stacked. Thursday Night Thunder on Thursday, June the 1st, featuring Western Pennsylvania Sprint Car Speed Week. A quick turnaround two days later on Saturday, June the 3rd for Champions Night. A TMT transportation action event featuring the Warwick Automotive, Rush Dirt Late Models, Penn Ohio Pro Stocks, Hobby Stocks, the Crawford Auto Repair, Open 4 Cylinders, and the always safe Flagging and Traffic Control Young Guns. One week later, it's the 12th annual Ed Laboon Memorial on Saturday, June the 10th. The most prestigious pro stock event in western Pennsylvania with Rush Sprint Cars and Rush Sportsman Modifieds on the card. Saturday, June the 17th features Twin State Auto Racing Club Night for a TMT Transportation Action Event. View our 2023 racing schedule, purchase tickets, and more by visiting ppms.com. Can't make it to the track? Stream every race live on the cushion. And be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube by searching PA Motor Speedway. And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Dave Oliveri. Listeners, we're at Lernerville Speedway. It's number one Cochrane night. And joining us is Alex Reed, the driver of the number one Cochrane car. Alex, uh, I don't want to say welcome to Lernerville. It's, it's kind of your second home. Uh, last year, during this night, you displayed your 25th anniversary car with a special scheme. It's basically the same color still this year. But, and we look at you, you don't look like it's been 25 years. But uh, I, I'm, I'm sure uh, a lot of memories here, a lot of championships as we won't get into but what we really want to talk about is before the fans come in and you get kind of busy is just what Lernerville still means to you and now to be able to do with your family being able to see your, your, your children a little bit older and understanding what dad does they you know you did that with your dad I'm sure it's a lot of memories oh yeah I mean there's a ton of memories here I mean they the story is I was here when I was four weeks old or something so um, yeah this place has been it's been a staple in our family for a long time. Um, I can't can't say enough about this joint over the years. The amount of work and effort's been put into this place by you know multiple people. You know, I mean Don Martin to start with. I mean, you know, the the legend of Don Martin for what he did to this place and how he made it. You know, it's just it's amazing is what it is. You hear some so many stories every year. You hear new ones because the stuff he did. You know, giving people anything. You have flat tire. He walked up and if it was on a, a cut on the face of the tire, he said it was his fault. Here's here's money to go buy a new one. Uh, the Thompsons taking over. I mean, they're. Doing Doing a really nice thing. They did the bleachers and stuff. They added the wall in the front chute. They're they're definitely 
they're putting their time and effort into it and making it their own and, and doing a great job at it. Um, can't say enough about the track surface usually and this place is awesome. I, I live seven miles away and I'm very happy I do because, you know, it's a premier track in our area and it's it's nice to get here. Uh, like you said, it's super nice for family. I got a five and a three-year-old, so, you know, I... I I can't say enough about my wife and how much work and effort she puts into the family because these cars take up too much as it is. So, you know, without her, it it'd be crazy, but this makes her life a little easier coming here rather than having to drive an hour or two hours, whatever, you know, I mean, there's a lot of guys do that, you know, I mean, you got a lot of guys the Kings come from, you know, north, west, north eastern Ohio, Williamson Maddie used to always come down from Canada, I mean that's how great this place is, so being close to it means a lot. Now when we talked last year, one of the things that you that you were enjoying the most about when you had the when you and Lynn Geisler team up was the fact that, you know, mom and dad could come your sisters would come, you know, now you your family's, you know, growing, and you can't, for them to be here and to be able to spend time with you, you just can't put a dollar value on that. No, you can't, yeah, and when, I mean, we do some traveling here and there, and it's, it definitely puts, like, I got eight nieces and nephews, and three sisters, and three brother-in-laws, so I mean, the amount of people that come here to watch, and they, lets them be able to do that, because they're not going to travel with that many people for a couple hours to go watch me race somewhere else, it's just not feasible, it, so to be able to come here and have them all come support me, and all the other friends I have come support me, it's, it's it definitely means a lot the thing that i noticed this year and you're talking about the you know the thompsons and the efforts they're making to improve the track and again you like you said you've been coming here since you know four weeks old when you pull in now you see the iconic learnerville sign and now underneath it there's it used to be kind of digital and it just determines you how times have changed you know you have the tv that's underneath there now you have the jumbotron you have the availability if your family can't make it you have learnerville tv these are things that again it's not good for your family but great for your sponsors yeah oh yeah definitely definitely gets our more visibility for everybody which is a great thing and makes it when people have issues getting places i mean then then they also did a super nice deal where they put parking out in turn one and two so people that you know handicap you know they can sit in their cars and watch and make their life a whole lot easier rather than trying to navigate you know the stands and stuff so yeah i mean they the visibility they, they afford us is, is great when you come to an event, whether it's like number one Cochrane night, you know, everybody expects Alex Free to do well. And from a driver's standpoint, and, and I know you probably, there has to be a little bit of pressure. You want to do well, but it, but it's racing. Pretty much, it's, I mean, a little bit more than any other night, but it's it's still the same as any other night. The big ones for me, the bigger nights was like the Dave Hoffman Memorial, um, you know, the, the McConnell Memorial. There's a lot of memorial races that are they're coming around now that back in the day they didn't mean anything to me, but now they mean a little more to me because, you know, like Dave Hoffman was he was instrumental in my career because he worked for my father so like every week I got the Dave Hoffman rundown of what I did wrong so but like the Cochrane night is huge it's huge for us to see you know, the sponsors to see, to see that we're showing them it's a great night for them as far as winning or not winning it's actually kind of a weird deal it's a weird dynamic because like if I win I feel like the fans think it was rigged for me to win you know so like it kind of weird that way so it is what it is those are nights you never pull a good pill right Alex uh, I, you know, if you do yeah exactly you don't want to pull a good pill tonight yeah it looks like someone gave you a pill. So, but you know, I, I had a chance, you know, to always talk to your dad, and is you know, you're still young by age, but a lot of years of experience in a race car, you know, 25 plus years. And your dad had a joke with Freddie Bradshaw. He says, if it was 85 
or over ice erased. If it was 85, 85 and under ice cream. <laughs> no, it was it was 50, 85. Uh-huh. It was between 50 and 85 erased. If it was over 85 ice cream, if it was under 50, I don't know, what is it, a heater of some sort because he didn't like the cold. Yeah, that was always his deal. And I'm not far off that anymore. This, the, the heat gets to me, man. I don't like the heat. So I can still deal with the cold, but I don't like the heat. So well, These cars, I mean, they're probably easier to drive, but, you know, through the evolution of the different types of cars, it, it, it's tough. And as we get older, and you're, you're not as old as I am, the, the recovery time is not like it used to be. Oh, for sure, yeah. That's, I'm going to be in a world of hurt here with a five and a three-year-old. I'm going to be a couple more years. They're already starting to beat on me now. I'm going to be an old man walking around with a cane the way they beat on me. But, yeah, yeah, definitely different. Uh, cars are, are definitely, when they're right, they're easier to drive. When they are right, they drive themselves. But um, when they're wrong, they can be handfuls. And then, usually, that's the nice part about Lernerville. I mean, he takes such good care of the track that it's usually smooth and doesn't hurt you that way. When, but when it get, a place gets rough, they get hard. I had a chance to talk to Dave Hess last year, and you're coming up on this with, with the boys. Is I said, when you race, how does it feel? He says, oh, it's nothing. It's just like a, I get in the car, I don't have a worry. He says, but I watch my kids get in the go-kart, my, heart, my heart's beating, I'm thumping. And you got that coming up. I'm sure your dad had that way when you started. Oh, I'm sure he did. Yeah, I don't, we're going to have a... We're gonna have an issue with that. I don't know. the The wife's a little bit against it right now, so we're gonna have to see if the boy, how bad the boys want it, to, if they want to race or not. But yeah, yeah, that's gonna be interesting. Is the boys racing and how? Because I never, my dad racing, I grew up with it, so it never bothered me, and he, you know, never really scared me at all. But yeah, with the boys starting, heck, I, I get nervous when they fall down, so I don't know what's gonna happen when they're racing. Alex, it's been enjoyed talking to you. Just briefly, if you if you know, uh, I know firecrackers coming up in a, you know, a few weeks. I'm sure the plans are to be coming to that. But other than that, it's just going to be kind of hit and miss the rest of the year. Yeah, probably. It's you know we like to hit the bigger shows when they're closer because they you know it just works out well for us. Like, I mean, Learnville did a nice job the past couple weeks or two weeks ago, whatever it was. They let us off for Marion Center's Outlaw Show and then Sharon's Outlaw Show, so we got to go do those. Ran pretty well. Um, yeah, definitely be here next weekend, the Firecracker for sure the following week. And then after that, I actually really haven't looked at the schedule much, so I don't know what's coming. Um, I mean, I know I'll be here. What was the next one? My wife asked me about something else. I said I'd probably be here, like the 15th or something, but that's all I know. So, but yeah, yeah, we'll be here. All right, well, Alex, thanks for the interview, and best of luck this evening. Thank you very much. The summer months are heating up, and so is the action at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. The month of June is packed and stacked. Thursday Night Thunder on Thursday, June the 1st, featuring Western Pennsylvania Sprint Car Speed Week. A quick turnaround two days later on Saturday, June the 3rd for Champions Night, a TMT transportation action event featuring the Rourke Automotive, Rush Dirt Late Models, Penn Ohio Pro Stocks, Hobby Stocks, the Crawford Auto Repair Open 4-Cylinders, and the always-safe Flagging and Traffic Control Young Guns. One week later, it's the 12th Annual Ed LaBoon Memorial on Saturday, June the 10th. The most prestigious pro stock event in Western Pennsylvania with Rush Sprint Cars and Rush Sportsman Modifieds on the card. Saturday, June the 17th features Twin State Auto Racing Club Night for a TMT Transportation Action Event. View our 2023 racing schedule, purchase tickets, and more by visiting ppms.com. Can't make it to the track? Stream every race live on the cushion. And be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube by searching PA Motor Speedway. And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Dave Oliveri. 
We're at Lorderville Speedway, and we're talking to A.J. Flick, the driver of the number 2410 Sprint. A.J., we had a chance to talk to you earlier in the month of June, and uh, we were talking about the upcoming Western PA Speed Week, and you had won it the year before, and you said, well, Dave, the thing I needed most is to be consistent. You were beyond consistent, uh, two wins, and basically top five finishes every night, and, and the championship doesn't get much better than that. Yeah, the, the sixth car with Ryan Smith, you know dang well that when they come out this way, they're going to be consistent. And um, I do think they were probably the most consistent car that ran all five nights. He was the only one that had top fives in every single race. We ended up having an eighth at Knox. Um, we had to start further back, but we were able to pass through the field, and the format kind of hurt us there. So I don't know what the average finishes were, but our two wins at Pittsburgh and Lernerville, um, with the way Western PA Speed Week format is designed, it was able to give us uh, pretty solid advantage in the point system so uh, once we hit Saturday and Sunday especially Sunday at Tri-City when we knew we went in there with the lead just remain consistent stay within seven spots of Ryan and we were going to grab our second title. And you talk about Ryan Smith but for a good bit of that the last three or four nights you had Dale and Dave Blaney you know legends in you know the sprint car world to see Dave come back you know, after after having a you know Ryan pick up a Coca-Cola 600 win and to come back or later in the week and to race you you know almost door to door at uh, at PMS and then again a strong race at Sharon yeah Dave and Dale are both legends I mean everybody that listens to the show knows that so um, I, I, I don't think we would have won that race at Pittsburgh if I didn't start in front of Dave I think he was the better car at the end but we had track position on a track that was getting kind of dirty and hard to pass on so um, we got an advantage there just being up front and uh, catching the lap cars at the right locations as for Friday at Lernerville, um, we had that incident with the lapper where we got hit and did a 360 and saved it. And I knew the track was changing, but I didn't know when it was going to show its hand. So we took that restart and I just made a wrong decision. Dave was able to get by me and for us to stick with him and then fight back through him and beat him through lap traffic, that was probably one of the coolest ones of my career. You know, five straight nights, it's a testimony. To, you came out, the car was unscathed, you know, maybe you know, put some tires on every night, but uh, to do that, you know, your, your, you know, your Uncle Doug, your dad, Ashley, the whole crew, and your mom, your dad, just everybody, really, five nights is taxing. Yeah, I'm, I'm extremely thankful for them all. We, we literally wouldn't be here without them. I, I, it's just not possible for one man to do all the work you need to do in a proper manner. And um, all five nights, it was my father, myself, uh, my Uncle Doug, Joe Harris, Ryan Lowe's. We had a lot of great support through those days and we wouldn't be here without them. We got a big group picture in Victory Lane afterwards and my mother did a great, fantastic job keeping everybody fed. I had asked her to make sure that just, hey, if anybody looks rested or anybody looks tired, make sure they take a break, take a break, get some rest. And I said, we need to have good food too. Nothing, nothing too bad, nothing too junky. Uh, let's not stop at any fast food restaurants, anything like that. Let's make sure we have some good, good food, protein, carbs to get everybody through this week. And um, I mean, tonight's an oddity, it seems like, being 70 degrees outside but the past uh past week for western psb week i think it was nine days of 90 degrees or more so um we had to make sure everybody was hydrated and it honestly just paid off everybody was happy um we we took care of the entire week in a well-organized manner i thought so by the time we got to the end of the day sunday we probably could have gone a couple more days even if even if they won't want to admit it well again congratulations on this back to back it's got to be a great feeling to say you're 
AJ Flick, Western Pennsylvania Sprint Car Champion for the week. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So we got two of those now, and we'll try to add some more in 2024 and beyond. Uh, but I want to thank Ferguson Heating and Air Conditioning, Fence by Maintenance Service, Red Robin Gourmet Burgers, Chernega Construction, uh, Molly Motorsports, um, Worthington Industries, Deep Well Services, just everybody that continues to support us. I send all those guys updates throughout the entire week, and they were all pretty excited to see us get it done again. It's been a pretty successful year so far, AJ. Let's just keep the ball rolling. Yeah, for sure, and safe, too. I'd like to take a minute to talk to you about Steve Scarupa Photography. Steve specializes in wedding photography and shoots landscapes for fun. He has separate websites for both brides and weddings. He shoots some badass photos, sometimes people, sometimes racing, and sometimes nature. Steve's work is excellent. You can check him out at stevescarupaphotography.com or 412brides.com, which is his wedding website. Steve is your go-to guy for the best photographs in the tri-state area. You won't be disappointed. Number One Cochrane has created a new way, a faster way, an easier way to buy a car. Now you can complete as much of the process as you'd like online and spend less time in store. Or do it all online and get home delivery. Expressway is way easy to use. Just shop our nearly 20 new car brands and thousands of pre-owned vehicles to find the model that's perfect for you. We're big on transparency, so you get our best possible price up front. We call it our clear-cut price, and it's independently validated by Kelly Blue Book right on your screen. Our experts are standing by to help you throughout the entire buying process. You can also stop at any time, save where you are, and come to the showroom to pick up where you left off. Don't love your new vehicle? Don't worry, we'll take it back, no questions asked. Best of all, Expressway is open 24-7. That means you can buy your way with Expressway right away. Number one, Cochran. See it all at Cochran.com. And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Dave Oliveri. Joining us on Rapid on Racing, longtime friend, racer, the driver of the number 13, Ben Anton. Ben, we're not going to really talk so much about the car. We'll talk about that when we wrap things up. But you spent, uh, I guess it was two to three years at UNOH, and you got your degree there. And one of your dreams was to work for Rocket Racing. And through some connections with some people, we had an opportunity to sit down with Steve Baker. I'm not sure if Mark was involved with that because Steve's more on the back end of the, the shop end of it. And earlier this year, or even late last year, you got your dream job. So what I'd like to do is just have you inform you know, the listeners what it's been like so far. It's always a learning curve. Uh, there's a lot of experience in there, and for anybody that's been down the rock, the, the rocket shop, you go into the, the where they keep the cars, and you see these 
walls full of trophies and rooms full of race cars and checks all over the, the wall and it, it's kind of interesting you know you have a new driver in Hudson O'Neill this year replacing Brandon Shepard and, and you have the opportunity to actually build the chassis and or work on them and I know when I was there two years ago I think the gentleman that runs the fab shop he's been there since day one and I don't know what the exact number was Ben but it was something like 5,000 or some chassis that they built and the interesting part was he's had his hand on every one so now we're fast forwarding so how's it been going down in Shinston? It's it's definitely a dream come true being able to work on race cars every day building building parts fixing all wrecked race cars it's a lot of fun when you see that though I mean we you think about a lot of our local guys when something happens and they hit the wall or something you get a you know front or rear clip but you know, you're working on cars from drivers that are running the Lucas Oil Series the World of Outlaws these guys are running with these chassis and you have an opportunity to fix them I and a lot of times you really don't even know who they are because they may have got the skin off of it and it's a you know, it's a chassis that happens to be white or black, and you're fixing it. Yeah, it's definitely. We've had people from all over the all over the country bring cars in that get in front clip, rear clip, just parts, anything they need. In the time that you've been there, Ben, what's been the? I would say the, the learning curve. Obviously, it's going to take years to learn. But what has been the most challenging part? Of sitting there every day and you know coming into work because a lot of these guys down there they work four ten hour uh, days and they have their Fridays and the weekend off to to go racing. But what so far what has been your biggest challenge? Because you know you had the opportunity at UNO age to work with the race car teams and learn a multitude of different things. The biggest thing is just trying to remember where, what parts go with tore what car, uh, the measurements, everything for cars. Where parts go for new, like for repair cars, where where you got to cut at, where to put cars back together. Now, is there a, obviously with the guys in the shop and Steve probably do it? Is there like a you have a sheet? Say, okay, well Ben, here's Johnny Smith's car, and you have X amount of days to reput reput this back together. So for the new cars, they have a build sheet with what. What people, what parts everybody wants if they want something different on the chassis. With the repair cars, we have a calendar. They write down their name, if it's front, rear, whatever they would like, update, and then their phone number. And it's either a drop off or they they'll drop it off in the morning, and we'll see you after lunch. Get the car, pick the car back up. So you do have a situation where if there's like an emergency, a driver kind of wrecks the car and he, he gets it down to you, you can kind of squeeze it in during the week. Yeah, we we had uh, I think we had four this week, just one every day, just trying to get them done for everybody for the weekend. The interesting thing I'm going to have to ask is, you know, you're about 22 years of age or somewhere around. I'm losing track. I'm getting so old anymore. But uh, to have a driver in Hudson O'Neill is. I, I would think he's. I think he's the same age as you, to be able to have the success that he has. And you know, they always say in NASCAR, you know, win on Monday, sell or win on Sunday, sell on Monday. But to be able to see the fruits of his labor, like last night, I'm sure you were having watching the race at Eldora, just to say, hey, I might have my hands on that car. Yeah, it's pretty exciting seeing the house car team doing really good especially with the new driver and just with how great everyone is these days competition's really close have you had a chance to meet hudson yeah we he comes in the shop 
all the time, every time they're in West Virginia. Now, does he actually like just come and visit, or does he kind of like look and see what you guys are doing, and maybe he's learning as well? He uh, he usually makes a lot of uh, body panels and spring steel and stuff like that, so he's in the shop working with us. Well, that's good. Um, now let's talk about the you know, number 13, I, and I think that's maybe a car from last year, but you had over the winter, again, correct me if I'm wrong, I'm trying to, it's, keep, it's hard to keep track of everybody, but you, know, you built a, a new car for your dad, and it got to show some of your ta- your welding talents, and these are things that you learned in school, and like you know, anything, the more you do, you're going to perfect it, and I know he was proud of uh I'm not sure exactly. I've never really welded much, but to lay down a you know a perfect seam and to have things good and to make it look strong and professional, you did that. And I know the Sheltmans and your dad and, and AJ were all proud of you. Yeah, it came really nice uh, building a brand new car. My dad's never had a new car before, so we spent all winter building him a brand new one, just built just for him. Uh, learned a lot of asked a lot of questions for everybody at Rocket. Just trying to see what ways I should build things, way put tubing, work weld this, and yeah, definitely a big learning curve, but I'm really excited to see how this car does this season. I'm going to ask you a question, and for someone that's went through high school for the mechanical end of it, and then went to an automotive college to learn more, and now having what you would call your dream job for many, many years, what would you recommend to our young listeners out there you know, what paths should they follow? Uh, you lived your dream. You had a, back as a 15, 16-year-old, you had a vision, and you're living that vision now. So for our young listeners that are 10, 11, 12 that may want to pursue this type of endeavor in auto racing, what would you suggest, Ben? Just follow your dream. If you, had a, you want to do something, just just do it. So reach out to your high school counselors and see if you want to be in an auto mechanics program, reach out to see what they have at the local uh, technical school in your particular school district. And then when you decided to do that and go into UNOH, what made you want to go into UNOH? Uh, When we raced Motordrome, they had a big big sign that said UNOH on it. I looked it up. I thought, that's pretty cool. So then we booked a tour, and as soon as we walked in those doors, I fell in love with it, and that's... Definitely a great decision to go there. The years that we, we were there, uh, Kenny Wallace is as UNOH as a sponsor that he already used to. Uh, did you ever have a chance to meet him? He was actually there for my uh, orientation. He gave a big speech to all of us new students, and we were able to meet him and hang out with him. It was pretty cool. And his advice was don't do this, right? Yeah, he was a really cool guy. Well, Ben, it's great for myself and Don back in North Carolina to follow your success. And myself and Don are proud of what you've accomplished. And I know the racing is just something that's kind of like a a sidelight that, you know, you get the chance to race with your dad and you get the the chance to race with uh, Steven. And it's just, uh, again, you never know how long you're going to do this. And while you can do it, you make memories. Yeah, it's... Working on race cars five days a week and then come home and work on a race car a little bit more. Just, it's almost like a job, but it's a fun job. Well, Ben, continue your success at Rocket. Have fun racing, and we'll see you throughout the rest of the season. Thank you. Every day when they open the doors at Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, their goal is to provide great customer service by offering affordable automotive and truck repair service performed by highly trained technicians at the highest industry standard. 
By implementing the latest diagnostic equipment and computerized repair manuals, you can rest assured that your vehicle will be repaired to factory specifications for your specific car or truck. At Zarin Truck and Automotive, they believe in honest repairs and will demonstrate that fully by explaining the repair or service you are receiving and they'll give you an estimate or quote before work is performed. When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights. And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Dave Oliveri. Listeners, joining us is the driver, sometimes it's 56, now it's W5, uh, Christian Schneider. Welcome to Rapid on Race, and it, it's been a while since we've talked. Last time I really had a chance to sit down and just not talk to you for the radio portion of it, but it was about a year ago we were getting some things set up for the Bob Walters Memorial Race, and you happened to be at Chris's shop, and... I'm like, what are you doing here? And so let's talk a little bit about that because that's a big change for you. Uh, that would be the last thing that in the world that we would ever see Christian Schneider do. But you know, now working with Chris, you have an opportunity. I would say in a world he's like the professor and you're the student. So all those 20 years of experience that he has, now he's teaching you. So let's just tell the listeners how's it going with Christian and how you're learning. Yeah, um, we. Uh, I started about a year ago at SS Chassis. Um, a few months after that, went full time. Um, Chris is the greatest, obviously. I think he's the goat all time. Um, he's very influential. Um, there's a lot to learn, so I'm still kind of like an amateur at it, I guess you may say. Um, there's just so much to it, you know. There's just there's different things that you could just learn about you could be really good with some things other things you just it's off you know but um it's been a great experience you know i love being involved with racing i love racing um there's nothing i'd rather be doing than what i'm doing now so i know when i talked to chris last year one of the things that we noticed and we agreed on over the years that he's been doing is is the tech technology that's changed but one thing that doesn't change and it does change to a thing it's still a chassis and to have a schneider O2 chassis, when I say O2, car number two, to what there is now, it, it's changing, and you have to change with times because just the geometry in the tubing and the way things are set up, the way these cars flex now, yep. they're basically a late model. Yep. Yeah, man, this, this, the entire aspect of racing across all divisions, they're all evolving. Um, I don't, I don't even really, I don't know about sprint cars, I don't know if they've evolved really, but the, no disrespect to sprint car drivers, obviously, but I just I, I don't really know about them. But um, yeah, the stock cars are are almost like you know the our old steel block late models and stuff like that. You know they're uh, they're handling the same. I know even it's evolved since I've raced them in, in 2015 and 2016. I know um, you don't drive them in the corner. You did even 2016. How, how many years was that ago? Maybe like you know, seven, eight years. seven, eight years ago. So yeah, even even since then, seven, eight years ago, the cars have drastically changed. You know, there's so there's so you know there's there's so many different components that you could change 
range now. Even the stock, I think the stock cars are the most basic though. So it's you, you could still get yourself lost. You know, if you, if you're completely out to lunch, you know, you could do certain things to get yourself lost. But I think them late models, man, they're just they're way they're way above evolution. You know what I mean? They've really they've really um, took a big step. You know, it's interesting that you say that because you you, you know I remember working your way up and you started to have the success in, in, in the pro stocks and then you jumped up into a late model I know you had at least one win in the late model but that was probably five years ago and like you said as the pro stocks change Christian uh, so do the late models and the late model technology is just Advanced. it's beyond I mean teams that within maybe half a season it's changed already. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, with the pro stock, it's pretty much the same. But so now we're updating everybody on what Christian Schneider's doing at SS Chassis. So, listeners, if you're joining us, we're talking to Christian Schneider, and he's the driver currently of the W5. Uh, that may change, may not, but at least as of interview, it's the W5. But, you know, Christian, a week or so ago, you're up at Lernerville and you picked up a win. I don't know when your last win was. Uh, it might have been either a Tri-City up in, in, a, in, a, in the Pro Stocks, or I know you had a late model win here at Pittsburgh, but that was quite some time ago. But yeah. for a driver, we always say you never know when that next win's going to come. And you said it. I, I listened to an interview uh, a couple weeks ago when Ryan Blaney won the Coca-Cola 600, and it was, for him, 59 races. Then, you know, For a cup driver that has the equipment that he does for Penske, 59 races is a long, a long time. And, and you haven't really been racing, and you know, let's just update the, the, the our listeners. I know you were out a half a dozen times last year, and you have a new car. We'll talk about that. You know, some motor issues, but uh, other than that, uh, let's just Let's roll with it. Man, uh, yeah, 2020, I think, was the last time I kind of had a full season. Uh, normally, I don't have a full season like most racers. Most racers race like, mostly, should I say. I don't, you know, I'm not talking for everybody, but they're usually racing 30 races a year. I don't, personally, I don't think I've ever raced half of 30 races in a year. So, um, yeah, it's 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 a it's a learning curve. I'm still learning. I mean, I've been in the sport for a very long time, so it's 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 still a learning curve for me. Um, 2020, I think I ran like a half season or all races here at. Uh, no, I still that was a half season, I think, because I stopped and Timmy Schaefer drove the car at the end of the year. Um, after that, I think I ran maybe two, three races, and then like up until last year, I don't even think I drove the year before last year. Any any I don't think I don't think I drove anything in, in 2021 or 2022 whatever but um well with COVID it was kind of difficult it was kind of yes it was difficult um but last year I, I raced probably like you said a half a dozen times you know we had we had good success I thought you know I I wasn't in the seat that much you know and then I think the Ed Laboon race last year which this is a, a very like elite race I think especially for the stock the pro stock division uh, it was only our second race out, and um, we were we were running second to Chris. I mean, you really can't ask for nothing more than that other than a win, but um, I was really stoked about that. Um, we went to Sharon. We didn't really have much luck there. Um, if you want to count it as a win, we did win King of the Hill, but uh, I don't really count that as a win. But um, other than that, you know, we just bounced around a little bit, did like a few, few shows um, this year. 
I, me and Chris on the off season, he helped me a ton. I pretty much had my hands on absolutely everything on building my own car. Um, the the motor blew up, and you know I, I couldn't really race. I don't really have the funds to you know get a motor back together as of now. So you know along the stretch we'll figure that out. Um, other than that, uh, Chris gave me a great opportunity of driving his car a little bit last year, this year. Um, the first race back in it this year was Lernerville. Was it Lernerville? Driving it yeah, this year? Sir. So it was Lernerville. Um, luck was on our side, if you want to say it. Um, we uh, started first in the feature and, you know, led all the laps, but um, Dietz is there. Chris is there. I mean, they were right on our tail the whole time. So we counted as a win, yeah. But you know, we got to get better. But um, I, I want to drive more. The whole the whole reason that I wanted to build a car is so that I could drive more. I want to get personally. I want to get better. I don't think I'm at my full potential yet. I want to get there. So you know, I want to race more. And I think obviously practice makes improvement. So I want to I want to improve myself. And I still think you know I still got some stuff in the tank. So I'd really like to race as much as I can here on out. And you know. If I get my motor back together and, and stuff aligned, then I'm really going to try and hit a lot of tracks and race a lot. So, You mentioned Timmy Schaefer, and I know you used to dabble a little bit in the go-karts. Do you still go out to the Schaefer's place on a Wednesday? And uh, if, Listeners, if you haven't ever been to Timmy Schaefer's, it's on his farm. It's a little, I don't know, eighth mile, maybe... Dirt, right. dirt track and it's not for points not for money yeah. it's just afterwards the adults can have a little bit of beverage afterwards and it's just a fun time you have the young kids and I know you've had your carts out there the last few years yeah I completely forgot about that actually good thing you brought that up I didn't know you knew that that's great um, yeah dude I, I uh, racing in general is very expensive I mean all throughout the divisions I mean it obviously increases everyone knows this but you know I wanted to dip myself into racing you know I wanted to be my own car owner I've raced for my dad I've raced for other people's but I want to be my own stuff so I guess my little journey started with go-karts you know I built my own stuff I bought a chassis I didn't build the chassis but I bought the chassis and assembled it and raced out Schaefer's a little bit so that was kind of like the you know the start of it all and then uh, after that you know it wasn't it wasn't that rush you know, so I, I was like, oh, man, this sucks. But uh, it was fun. It was it was backwood stuff, like you said. You know, it's just a good time there. Timmy Schreiber is a great dude. Um, the track is beautiful. The, the whole setup he has back there is, is stunning. I love it. Um, but, yeah, that kind of, like made the way for me building my car and wanting to get my own stuff out there. Well, Christian, for myself and Don back in North Carolina, it's great that you're back on the track, and we wish you luck in Chris's car. And hopefully, if anybody uh, wants to help you, how can we reach out if there's some sponsors for they want, they want to give a young guy a break? How can we do that? Oh, man, I'm not, I'm not one to ask. Um, social media yeah I, I i'm actually i'm really weird man i don't i don't really post on social media i'm, a, I'm an old school school kind of guy i'm on facebook i don't have an instagram or none of that crazy stuff um you know well, if anybody's interested reach out to chris schneider and he can get in touch with christian so we wish you good luck the rest of the season and i'm sure in the next three or four months we'll see you at one of the local tracks christian yep thank you guys thank you for doing rapping on racing i've always enjoyed it throughout the years you guys are keeping the sport alive and we really appreciate that thank you and now back to don gamble and more wrapping on racing i'd like to take a minute to talk to you about steve scarupa photography 
Steve specializes in wedding photography and shoots landscapes for fun. He has separate websites for both brides and weddings. He shoots some badass photos, sometimes people, sometimes racing, and sometimes nature. Steve's work is excellent. You can check him out at stevescarupaphotography.com or 412brides.com, which is his wedding website. Steve is your go-to guy for the best photographs in the tri-state area. You won't be disappointed. All right, listeners, joining us now is modified superstar Garrett Crummer. Garrett, good afternoon. How are you? Doing well. Thanks for having me on. Yes. I want to start this interview in kind of an unconditional way. Um, Back in the 80s, I believe it was the the late 80s, uh, Carl and Sally Murdick brought Joe to a circle track club meeting. And I'm guessing, this was a long time ago, maybe she was eight weeks old, and everybody was fussing over this beautiful little baby. But I don't think any of us realized that much later, this beautiful baby's going to turn into a beautiful woman and ends up married being Mrs. Crummert. Uh, so I actually have known Joe longer than you have. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and watching her grow, I mean, uh, as she grew, grew from a young girl to, to a young lady, uh, you're a lucky guy. You're very, very lucky. Okay, I want to talk uh, later on in the segment, we're going to talk about the racing uh, school that you and Davey are starting, but I want to get on through some other things first. Now, when I last spoke to you a couple years ago, you had your own business, but now you're involved uh, working with Will Thomas. What's that? uh, What kind of business is that? So we're a coil processor um, for the the technical term, the short version of it, or the layman term of it, we take wide steel coils and we slit them down to narrow customer-specified width. So we'll take something that's, you know, four foot wide and slit it down to a couple inches wide and put to the customer to make whatever their finished product is. And what's the name of the company? Metal Products. Metal Products. Okay. Yep. Um, now, I'm thinking that... Uh, He's the son of the Thomas that used to sponsor Lou Blaney forever? That's it. So yeah. Will's dad owned Lou Blaney's Modifieds forever and ever. Yeah. That's yeah. how everybody kind of got in. That's how Will got into racing, and the rest is kind of history from there for them guys. Well, you're teamed up with a class act, and that's really good. And I saw some pictures of the race shop, and I saw the nine car, and I saw your car. Uh, that looks like a pretty big shop. Where is that located? Uh, it's at my house here in West Middlesex, just uh, just right across the yard from my house. We have everything here. It's just He's got some mod stuff he's doing out of his shop, but there's, there's so many things that are different, specific to modified, so we keep everything under one roof just to try to eliminate having duplicates of certain things. That looks like a pretty big shop. Huh? What's the size? Uh, I photographed big, but when we got all these cars and people and stuff, <laughs> it, it sure ain't big enough. Uh, it's, a, it's only 50 by 60, and I could probably use 100 by 160. Well, 50 by 60 is not too shabby, but hey, uh, like you said, no matter how, build you, how big you build it, it's never big enough. 
<laughs> never, never big enough. Your resume—it's—it's it's like it's—it's it's incredible. I mean, uh, thirteen or fourteen years in the big cars. You started out uh, with a modified at age fifteen, but going way back, you were running racing quads at age three. Who decided to put you in a quad? <laughs> so I would. So my my dad never raced, um, but he went to the races a lot as a kid. Um, and then, as, you know, as he grew up through, you know, in the early 20s, 30s, stuff like that. Um, and he always went to North Hills. That was literally a couple miles from his house to go watch the figure eights and stuff like that. But then that kind of, as he got older, he kind of phased out of racing. He didn't go to watch or anything like that. And then I was born. And my grandfather is actually the one, honestly, I think more to kind of mess with my my parents than anything that got this deal started. <laughs> he, uh when I was two, the next door neighbors at our, our camp up in Pimatuming had uh, a four wheeler for sale, a little, little 50 cc four wheeler. And he bought it and I uh, started out just, just like every other kid riding it around the yard, your parents chasing you and stuff like that. Well, about, I don't know, three or four miles from where our camp was, was a little motocross track called whole shot, which I think it's still there today, actually. And somehow, to be honest, I have no idea how we ended up there, but we ended up there one night with this little, yard ATV and kind of the rest is history. We, we ran a couple races the first year and then it kind of grew and grew and next thing you know, we're racing big cars. You know, and again, looking at your resume, this is incredible. You did go-karts, quads, motorcycles, mod lights, mini late models, sprint car, late model, small block modified and not a big block modified. The, the part of the resume that I missed was the late models. When were you racing late models? So I think we ran like 2000, so I don't know, 2010-ish, somewhere around there. We spent five years running late models. And were they your cars or were you driving for someone? No, yeah, they were ours. We uh, we got out of the modified stuff and then either to do, wanted to do something different. The, the, at that time, the late model had a, there was a ton of options on, you know, within, I, we always talk about like a three-hour radius. Like if you're going to go race on Friday night, you're not going more than three hours. Yeah. Um, and, and there just was a lot of options. So that's the route we went. Um, and we did, we did it for a while and then it just became that kind of the division as a whole. Crate racing wasn't real big then. You know, I think it would have been different if we would have had crate late models, but it wasn't, it had just started when I was doing that. Um, and it just becomes so expensive and, and like every part of it, the cars were expensive. The tires, they got off on these tire rules. And, you know, if you ran Lernerville, you could run one tire if you ran marion center it was a different tire and it just became too much and we started looking at it and we ended up selling all the late model stuff we didn't really know what we were going to do and then uh, kind of then one of them deals where everything kind of lines up but brian Schwarzenegger had a modified for sale with a motor and so we bought that stuff and then we've been there ever since if you're just joining us we're talking to garrett crummert modif- big block modified driver now another thing that i'm curious about sprint cars how and when were you in a sprint cars? So we ran sprint cars in either 07 or 08. One year, um, teamed up with Rod George. Actually, Rod's family, they owned it. Him and his daughter, they owned all that stuff. Um, and we ran, uh, I don't know, maybe 12 or 14 races that year between Lernerville and Mercer. Um, kind of a one and done. I was never any good at it, never got any, any better at it throughout the year. And the writing was on the wall that we better do something else. 
But just thinking of all these different venues that you raced in, that's probably why you're one of the most successful big block modified drivers right now. I noticed that one of the pictures of your shop, you actually had a number taped on there. You, you had it on Thomas's car. Was was that your backup, or what was wrong with your car? Um, that was a car that we had been struggling with, and, and obviously Will's just now kind of back to racing modified it doesn't have a ton of laps in them we were just struggling with that car so we took it to learnerville that night just not that i'm any better just more comfortable in these cars and then we just thought well let's see you know what i mean let's see if, if there's something wrong with the car and the motor so the car all our cars are the same but we have some different motor combinations and we just weren't sure what you know if something was wrong with the motor was it the car was it something we were just missing or what so we taped a number on that one and took it down and just made sure everything was okay well correct me if i'm wrong didn't you win that night we did we did yeah <laughs> unfortunately that didn't that didn't help the uh the spirits here in my race shop too much <laughs> we, we were pretty good with that thing yeah uh question i like to ask all the drivers what's the best part of racing other than winning what's the best thing for you um besides winning probably the best thing about it is hanging out with all your buddies um, but that can be a that can be a double edged sword. And sometimes, you know, as racing evolves, it uh, it becomes more and more work, right? And it, it used to be we talk about it all the time. I have an awesome group of people that helps me. Um, usually, three nights a week we're in the shop, and and typically if somebody stops, there's four or five of us in there working. So I'm blessed to have a lot of help. But sometimes it becomes so much work that you burn your you burn your help out. So it uh, it's a it's a double edged sword. Now, this is a question I would ask anybody in your situation. Oftentimes, a driver will meet his significant other and then maybe eventually his wife. How did you meet Joe? It had to be at the racetrack. No doubt. So <laughs> I tell anybody that's not married and, and not dating anyone that if you're going to race, you better find somebody at the races if you plan to do it for a long time because it's a different lifestyle. People outside of our world, which it's a big world, don't get me wrong, but people outside don't realize how much time and money is involved in this. Where if, you know, if they're, and it doesn't matter, it goes either way, it could be a husband or a wife, if their family's involved or they've grown up around it, they at least have a little better understanding of why we do this crazy sport every week. Well, the sacrifices that the women make, whether it's the mom, the sister, the wife, uh, uh, the girlfriend, whatever, it's it's quite a commitment. And you have to applaud these women for the sacrifices they make so that you can go and do something that you love. No doubt. No doubt. It takes a, it takes a special breed to be able to put up with some of the stuff we, we get into racing. We're talking to Garrett Crummert, and we need to take a break for a commercial. He and I will be back after these messages. Every day when they open the doors at Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, their goal is to provide great customer service by offering affordable automotive and truck repair service performed by highly trained technicians at the highest industry standard. By implementing the latest diagnostic equipment and computerized repair manuals, you can rest assured that your vehicle will be repaired to factory specifications for your specific car or truck. At Zarin Truck and Automotive, they believe in honest repairs and will demonstrate that fully by explaining the repair or service you are receiving and they'll give you an estimate or quote before work is performed. 
When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights. Okay, fans, we're back. If you're just joining us, we're talking to Garrett Crummert. Garrett, I played uh, Carl Murdoch's Hall of Fame thing on last week's show, and I'm, I'm uh, paraphrasing, but I think uh, Carl said he wasn't going to go to the races anymore, and Sally said, well, you're going to be spending a lot of time at home by yourself on the couch. Does that sound about right? That's about a, that's a, the truest statement you're ever going to hear. And I don't think, to be honest, maybe a couple of my races he's probably missed, but I know he has. I don't think he's missed any of Davey's races since he's retired. So that, uh, that didn't work out for him. Well, I think in 50 years, maybe he only missed the races once. I'm a little fuzzy on the statistics, but he should have been. He was like an Iron Man. I mean, he just raced and raced and raced and I did for 50 years that's incredible let's pick uh your favorite or most memorable moment in racing i don't know that i single it down to one moment um anymore as tough as especially like the modified division around here any wins is a good win so you know, this, I kind of live and die by the saying, you're only as good as your last race. So it would be my last win, and that that's probably my, my best moment right now until we win again. How about, and everybody has them, your most embarrassing moment in racing? Um, most embarrassing moment? Probably four or five years ago at Sharon. We were, we were in a funk. We were not very good. We were kind of off for a couple weeks, and we were trying some different things and we went out, um, practice hot laps, you know, warm up laps. And I was, I don't know, not paying attention. I, I don't know what the, how it happened, but it's embarrassing because we ended up, they give us the green flag. We get on the back straight away, miss the corner altogether, back it in the fence, bend the frame, ruin all kinds of suspension stuff in the back. And we hauled that thing back in there. It was, I mean, it was wrecked pretty good and kind of start looking at it and talking about it. Like we just did all that in practice. <laughs> we were here for three laps of practice, and we ruined a race car and half a rear suspension for practice. So it was that's probably one of my worst moments. I'll share something. I was up at Raceway 7 one night. Lou Blaney, one of my favorite uh, drivers, uh, he's coming down the front straightaway, and he never turned. He just kept going straight. And I went down to see him later. I said, what happened? He said, I just wasn't paying attention. <laughs> and I forgot to turn. So if it happens to him, happening to you, like I said, everybody has one of those. Now, you, you say that people assume you spend a lot of money, but it's, I'm looking at your cars, I mean, they're, they're top notch. And that would be an easy thing for them to think of. But your comment was, we just do a lot with a little and make every dollar count. Uh, what are some ways where you're able to maybe save a couple bucks? just working on this stuff right so appearance people only know what they see and, and it's just society it's how it is and then by no means am, am i crying poor me or we're tiny some small team you know spending a dollar a week to get by i, I don't mean it that way at all um because i'm fortunate i got a lot of good sponsors and, and we've had a ton of people help us over the years but some of the things that people don't I think it was me and Russ King one night we were talking about it. me and Russ somebody we were talking about it a couple weeks ago 
it was after a weekend we rained out and, and you just sit and you watch as people pull in just the simplest things are like washing the truck and trailer taking yeah. that couple hours and washing the truck and trailer taking the time to wash the car you know you you can make your stuff look good it doesn't always have to be brand new just to look good you know what i mean just taking care of the stuff and that's something we've kind of always prided our stuff in. not too often will you come around my stuff that it's not everything's clean sometimes my my crew and my people want to kill me but you know, we, we take the time to make sure everything's clean. And, and, it, and it goes back, I mean, some of my sponsors are probably around because of that, right? They they don't want to see their stuff unloaded. It's filthy, dirty every week. It's just, you know, stupid things are breaking mechanically because you're not doing routine maintenance. That's not what they want to be associated with. They want clean. They want everything proper. You know what I mean? They want it to be presentable when you show up. So, and that costs no money, for being honest. There's there's no money value there. It's just time. you got to put the time and the effort and want to do it and, goes a long way it's a return on investment something i like when you win you acknowledge all your sponsors i can remember a fellow that uh, one time said i want to thank my sponsors they know who they are and i i just it was at a banquet i wanted to go up and choke them but uh, the people <laughs> that are spending money to be on your car they want to be recognized. You do a very good job of doing that. So how about if we take a minute and talk about some of your sponsors? So I'm fortunate um, over the years I've, I've had some of the same sponsors for many years. Um, the quarter panel on my cars for the last five or six years has had the same company on it, M&D Landscaping. Mark Doherty a family friend. Um been around he's just been around my racing program a long time and enjoys the races um i bet you mark's been helping us for 10 or 12 years now um just a, just a good company a good guy just enjoys like i said enjoys the racing as much as we do so you know he tries to get involved and, and, and help us um so mark's probably my number one been my biggest longest supporter um as far as sponsorship stuff goes. And then we have a, a newer company that left the last couple of years. It's called A-Star. Um, they're a training outfit. does uh, like oil and gas pipeline work, training and stuff like that. Um, and then my, I have some product people that, you know, everybody thinks different people. But I'm, I'm fortunate. I got an awesome engine builder. Uh, Chuck CC down in southern Ohio has been around with us for the last four or five years. And it, it's been a big change to my program. You know, people don't always think of, like Randy Williamson and Vic now, right? So does Randy sponsor me? No, not at all. I'm still paying for my cars just like everybody else. But they might as well be a sponsor because of the help and, and the information they provide. So, you know, sometimes they don't always get the recognition or people don't think about it because you're paying them, but they've been a big part of it. Um, and then Brandon Plank from Dig Racing Products come on with us. Um, about four or five years ago now, we, we got hooked up with Brandon Young, a kid like myself that was, at that time, I was just kind of getting his shop business rolling, um, and, and it's kind of turned into a friendship more than a, a, a business arrangement. Brandon's been really good in my program over the last couple of years, uh, not just shocks, right? Brandon offers a lot of setup stuff and, and just different things and ways of looking at things that's been big to my program. Um, that's the biggest on my sponsorship, product people, stuff like that, and then my crew. Like I said, I'm, I'm fortunate. I have a a lot of people that help me every week. Um, obviously, you mentioned it earlier. My wife, she uh, she doesn't just go to the races. People don't get to see, you know, behind the scenes here at the shop and see. Every week, she's the first one with a pressure washer in her hand, and she knows. She knows the steps. She, she can unload. She can start tires. She can change gears. I mean, she can do a lot, and she's always one of the first ones getting going. 
partially because she doesn't want to be stuck out here till 10 or 11 o'clock at night working on this <laughs> stuff, but she knows what's got to be done and she just doesn't mess around. You know, she, she's hands on. So she's been, uh, she's been a huge blessing for our, our program. It, just the behind the scenes stuff. I talked about cleaning and keeping the trucks and trailers organized and stocked and all the stuff. Um, my, my longest running crew guy, Ryan Haney, he's been around about 15 years now. Him and his wife, Amy, they haven't, I bet you they've missed three or four races in the last 15 years. Um, Ryan comes to the garage a couple times a week, especially when we're, when we're over behind. And then he never misses a race. He drives our truck every week to the track. And then I got two other guys. Jordan Ehrenberg's been with me, um, I don't know, seven or eight years, maybe a little longer than that now. He's doing some crazy racing on his own. We got him going with that a little bit. Um, and to be honest, he probably works on my stuff more than his stuff. Uh, and sometimes I got to yell at him, remind him he's got to work on his stuff. But Jordan's been around a long time. And then my good friend, Mike Underwood, has been with us three or four years now. Um, and Mike, racing background, actually. Um, he's a college football guy and, and we met through a work uh, arrangement one time and kind of struck up a friendship and it's grown Mike's got like a checklist he's the engineer of the group so he's uh, he's kind of calculated and <laughs> making sure we do the same things every week um, and he's here Mike probably spends as much time as my wife and I in the garage so he's here three or four days a week every week um, and, he, and he can do just about anything so it's uh, he fits in good with our group and then of course, my mom and dad. I would uh, I would have never started this without my dad. So he uh, he uh, he takes the blame for starting me into this hobby that takes all my time and money. But he <laughs> uh, he also helps quite a bit. My dad's kind of like the he he gets all the jobs that nobody wants. You know, when the something's wrong with the truck or winch cable broke on the trailer, or, you know, lights out in the truck, something, anything anybody doesn't normally want to do, that's usually when we bring my dad in to get stuff done. So he uh, he's here quite, usually one or two days a week. He's retired now, so I get to see him a little bit more than, you know, the past few years. Um, but really, it takes all those people. Like, you can't, could you race without one of them? Sure, absolutely, we could do it. Would we want to? Probably not. Would right. it be a hell of a lot harder? Absolutely. You know, yeah, it, 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 yeah. Takes a, it takes an army. I want to talk about something that happened last night. You and Davey Murdick have a project that's going to help a lot of young and old drivers get it together. So where were you last night, and what was it all about? So last night we were at Mercer. Um, they had a test in tune, but we have... so. Let me back up a little bit to the beginning. So Davey, this was all Davey's idea. He came up with the concept. He kind of put everything together, um, and he, he asked me if I would help a little bit. Um, but he did all the, all the work in all reality. Davey set this up. Basically, wanted to set it up as a kind of like a, I don't want to call it a driving school or a kind of a mix between a driving school and a chassis seminar to try to help local people. Um, advertised it to local people, got some local sponsors together to kind of help out with some of the costs associated with it. Um, and it was open to anybody, big block, small block, Craig modified, didn't matter. Um, but it was more geared, you know, it was geared towards center steer modified. And the idea was to try to help people that don't have racing backgrounds or, or maybe have that Randy Williamson in their life or have a Russ King to help them get them off on the right foot, right? One of the hardest things about racing is getting the right information when people are selling you know if you're new to the sport and you're getting in and you're buying stuff and you have no idea what you're buying typically people that are selling stuff 
they're selling it for a reason. Now, yeah. I'm not saying they're selling them junk, but typically they're selling stuff for a reason. Right. And when you don't know, sometimes you get off on the wrong direction, right? Yeah. So the idea was try to get these people together, bring them in, spend a couple days in a classroom type setting. So we did, he did the first, um, the first class, if you will, um, actually at Mercer in one of the pole buildings they have there. And they had about 30 people turn out for that one. And then we did a second one um, at my shop two weeks, uh, yeah, about two weeks ago, uh, scaling cars, going through kind of what we do every week. What it, What is our normal normal maintenance, normal setup stuff? What are we checking? What What's important? Stuff like that. And then after we did that, uh, last night was the first track. I, th- I think he'd like to do it again. But last night was the first time where we took the guys, we went with them and let them go race, run laps. And then come in and talk and kind of get feedback and kind of help them understand, not just adjust the car for them, but help them understand why we're doing what we're doing um, to try to help get them better. Um, some of the guys have been racing four or five years. Some of the, uh, one of the kids that I think was his fifth or sixth time in the car. So big difference there, you know what I mean? In abilities and, and just experience. But the idea is, in all reality, it's not, it's no secret. You don't have to look around very far in Western Pennsylvania. Modified racing is not thriving. So the people that are doing it, if they're not having any fun and running around the back every week, they're probably not going to stick around very long. So the idea kind of there is kind of help those guys enjoy it, right? If, if you're running good, everybody's having fun. When you're running no good or you're struggling and you're spending money, it's not a whole lot of fun. You don't typically keep doing it. So the idea was, more for Davey's side of it was to kind of give back. You know, Davey's been racing. You talk, you touched on Carl. Davey's been around this his whole life, and I think he wanted to get involved in a way to kind of give back. Um, and to be honest, I just did it because I enjoy kind of working with some of the younger people that don't know, and you, and you can you can teach them a little bit, and it goes a long way, right? So it kind of uh, kind of a fun thing for me. We should emphasize that the Western Pennsylvania Racing School is free of charge. Yeah, good point. Good point. So they, um, like, there was no no class, you know, nothing to do. Any of the class was all free. Um, everybody that went last night to the actual racetrack had their way paid in and, and fuel and stuff like that. So it was all free. Um, yeah, honestly, just just trying to help give back a little bit and try to. Kind of, <laughs> Davey will probably tell you if you if you got him off to the side, try to help people not make some of the same mistakes we've made over the years. Yeah. Well, two amazing drivers, yourself and Davey, doing an outstanding job, and I want to thank you for being with us. Is there anything we need to add, or have we covered everything? No, I think we touched. Uh, I think we touched on everybody. It looks like uh, some good weekend, some good weather ahead for the weekend. So we'll get uh, get back at it. Well, Garrett Crumbert, I thank you. Uh, wish you continued success with your car, and. Uh, We'll talk to you after your next victory. How does that sound? I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Thank you. Our next commercial is for RPS Financial Solutions. I'd like you to pay attention to what this company offers. The way the government is messing up on a daily basis, it could affect your financial situation. And I think I would highly recommend that you contact Rick Sabo at RPS Financial Solutions to see if he can help you. A sit-down to talk to him 
is free of charge. Over the years, I've had many friends in racing and in education that I have sent to him, and they're very pleased. Myself, I've been with them for probably 30 years and have never lost any money. So do yourself a favor, listen to this commercial, and get in touch with Mr. Sabo. Are you in need of financial planning or portfolio review? Rick Sabo of RPS Financial Solutions is an independent financial planner who has testified as an expert witness on insurance and investment fraud. He helps people who are concerned about their portfolio or with other financial matters. His services include investments, pension, and 401k rollovers, estate planning, life insurance, and long-term care alternatives. As a registered IRS tax preparer, he can assist retirees with the completion of property tax rebate forms and other government tax reduction programs at no charge. Mr. Sabo does not charge a fee to meet with potential clients for a fact find. His office is located at 5061 Route 8, Gibsonia, PA. If you are in need of any of the services that he provides, give him a call at 724-443-5720. That's 724-443-5720. Or email him at rick.sabo at jwcemail.com. Securities offered through J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, member of FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated, neither J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated or J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, nor its representatives provide legal, tax preparation, or accounting advice. Persons who provide such advice do so in a capacity other than as a registered representative of J.W.C.A., J.W.C. RPS Financial Solutions and J.W.C., J.W.C.A. are unaffiliated entities. I would like to take a minute and thank some of the photographers that work with us here at Rappin' on Racing. Benji Hussick from BDH Photography, Howie Bayless, Steve Skarupa, Tommy Hine. They all do a great job. Oftentimes people don't really appreciate it, but these photos are collecting as items very important to the history of local racing. And if you see one of these uh, gentlemen, just take a minute and thank them because they are doing an awesome job. And now more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Howie Bayless. Safety gear, son Donnie's out of the car. Let's give a round of applause. Drake Troutman here in Victory Lane. Jay, congratulations. Congratulations, I mean, man, this Longhorn, it's just, since you got in this car, it seems like you've been on unstoppable. Yeah, it's been a really good piece for sure. Uh, you know, we just got to keep getting better, and uh, we're learning more about it every day. So, uh, you know, thanks to all the fans for coming out tonight. Hopefully we put a decent show on for them. And, uh, of course, all my sponsors, uh, Wheeler Fleet Solutions, RFI Resources, um, Fuel service by Glassmere, Bill Steen Shocks, Longhorn Chassis, Shea Dick and Race Engines, uh, Clores, uh Notary, Smith Warehouse, um, Schaefer Construction, uh, DNR Trucking, uh, Thunderhill Trucking, just everyone who plays a role in my racing to get me up and down the road. And uh, it was nice racing racing around home this weekend. So uh, you know, we got a pretty, pretty busy next couple of months and uh, definitely looking forward to it. Now, how excited are you uh, basically be going to hell? The hell tour, that is. Um, what is it, 28 races in 32 days? Yeah, it's uh, something like that. It's definitely going to be a, a long summer for sure, but we're looking forward to it and uh, definitely can't wait to get out there. 
And how does it feel to come back to Lake Trobe, Victory Lane? You won that modified special here a couple years ago, and um, I know it was emotional because that was your first win ever here at Lake Trobe, and this is a track that your dad raced and your pap raced at too. Yeah, for sure. It's a nice facility, and uh, you know the track was, was pretty good tonight. I felt like it was pretty racy, and, uh, and like I said, hopefully we put a good show on for the fans, and we'll see you guys soon. Let's give a round of applause. He's from Hyman, Pennsylvania, Drake Troutman here in Victory Lane. No one covers motorsports like Rapid on Racing. For nearly 40 years, Rapid on Racing has provided the best in motorsports information with knowledgeable and veteran reporters who cover all forms of racing. Weekly reports include local dirt and asphalt racing from Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia, plus the All-Star, Lucas Oil Late Models, NASCAR, Rush, and the World of Outlaws. Listeners get the latest breaking motorsports news. The show features special guests, local track reports, driver interviews. The host of Rapid on Racing is Don Gamble. A former driver and track promoter, Don brings a wealth of racing knowledge to the program every week. Rapid on Racing. And now more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Howie Bayless. Race fans, right now we're going to grab a word with a driver who every year says he's going to retire and comes back stronger than next year. The pilot of the Brink Heating and Air Conditioning, car number seven, Chris Brink. Chris, welcome to Rapid on Racing. Uh, thanks. I'm glad to be here. We're glad to have you on. And uh, tell you what, Chris, you had a heck of a career. You started out at the Clearfield Mountain Speedway in the old Detroit Iron Series. And that was pretty much about as stock car as you could get. It was a big V8. You gutted it, caged it, and raced it. And then from that, you went to the PA Legacy Series where you earned some feature wins. Then when the Legacy Series basically dissolved in this area, you made a name for yourself in the Asphalt Modified. You won some track championships, a lot of races. And about... I don't know. Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot. You also had a late model along the route. You had an old Tommy Beck car, and you won some races in that. And the old, that was also called a Pro Stock Series. Well, it was a limited late model. Limited late model series. I apologize. And uh, after the modified, you got out of that, and you went and bought another late model. So quite a career for the past 20 years. Well, it has been. Uh, we had a little stint in a dwarf car, too, on dirt, so that was an experience. But, yeah, it's, it's all been good. It's been a learning experience the whole time. We're still learning every day. We're still learning. So, But we're having fun, and uh, we're competitive, so that's the main thing. Yep. It, it seems like, as a driver, you're one of those drivers that excel with the crate motor. It's when you had most of your success with the modifieds, the championships. Now, you might have had one with an open motor down at Motordrome. I'm not sure what, I can't remember, but um, the Legacy Series, which was basically a crate motor, right. now you're the crate motor in the late model. What is it about that motor that just fits your driving style, Chris? Well, I'm not sure. Uh, I, I do know that Motordrome, and especially Jennerstown, is a momentum track. I mean, it's a handling track, so... You know, horsepower is always great. I mean, I would never turn down uh, extra horsepower, but it's not the uh, thing that's going to win in uh, when your race is up here. It's the uh, it's the chassis. Now, are you still having fun? If I wasn't, Howie, I wouldn't be here. Uh, we we you know our perspective is to come down here and have fun, and be competitive, make the car as good as we can, make the drivers as good as we can, and then uh, take our lumps and go home. But uh, you know, we we don't get caught up in the politics and. Uh, the the backbiting and all that stuff we're here uh and you better all the drivers better be here for the enjoyment of racing because that's all you're going to get out of it in the end 
And and one thing with your career, when you've had all the success in the full size cars, it's always been a left hander chassis. Is that just the chassis of choice for you, or just happened to be what you were buying every time? Definitely not the chassis of choice. It's just you, you know I I bought cars that uh, had a good pedigree or. You know, that's what I was always looking for. So, like this car was a former Will Thomas car. Um, but, you know, it's it's an old car, and it has its issues, just like I'm an old driver and I have my issues. So we're, we're working them all out together. Chris, how long has it been since you started racing? What, is this the 25th season? Well, I started in 1999 at the age of 39. I was almost 40 years old when I started, so I got a late start. No background in racing, so... You know, I'm, that's why I said I'm, I'm still learning. Yep. And having fun. And you got one thing with you, I got to say, it's always been, seems to be pretty constant. It's you and your brother working on these cars. It's been me and my brother, and Rick Wellick's been with us, um, either him or, or me, for since we started, really, for, for, for probably over 20 years. And now I have um, a neighbor and a good friend, Joe Capazuto. He was a longtime dirt racer or on the dirt racing team. And uh, so, but yeah, we, we've been blessed to have good help and pretty knowledgeable help. Now's a chance for you to go ahead and thank all the marketing partners and the crew that keeps this car on the track. Well, of course, my, my crew is my brother Dan and Rick Wellick and Joe Capazuto. And of course, my wife is a big supporter. But really, uh, Russell Stone and uh, Stone, Russell Stone Products has been with me for since I started racing, actually, in Clearfield Speedway. And uh, he's, a, he's just a great supporter. Their family supported me. And this year, I got the Jelly Bean Entertainment on from Homer City. They do... Uh, 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 marketing events like uh, 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 concerts and they do lighting and staging and that sort of thing and Billy Citrioni has been doing this his whole life uh, he has a couple bands and you know anybody ne- needs any kind of uh, group event uh, you know he's the guy to contact Jelly Bean Entertainment yep. Race fans be sure to keep your eye on the Russell Stone products car number 7 Chris Brink the driver thank you Chris thank you and now back to Don Gamble and more Rapping on Racing. When you listen to the Victory Lane interviews from Lernerville, Pittsburgh, and Jennerstown, check to determine which drivers do a good job like A.J. Flick, Mike Norris, and Chris Brink. Something that really upsets me is when a driver can't name the sponsors on their car. If they have to walk around the car to see the names, they're not doing a good job for their sponsors. I find it hard to believe that in Victory Lane, if you can't remember the names of someone that sends you money, you're not doing your job. I would describe the driver that forgets the names of his sponsors as someone with a cranial rectal inversion. Why don't you look that up and see what that means? One of the people that has perfected a way to do this, Brian Hutchko from Pittsburgh, has a small list taped to the roof of his car, and he never forgets a sponsor. If you are a crew member or a fan of a certain driver that does a piss-poor job at the interviews, please tell them. You can only help them. Cooter, when you and I first started talking down here, it was you and Russ and Mom and Dad, and now you got a whole clan down here with you. Yeah, I tell you what, we got a lot. Uh, it's my baby boy. It's his first birthday today, so we got this one for him. And then uh, all of my office girls back at the office, they've been giving me a hard time because I haven't won and I haven't gave them a shout out. So all the KMV girls, got to appreciate them. And uh, my wife, who does everything for me, I mean, she keeps, 
you know, all these kids at bay. I got a handful of them, and she does a great job. My parents for everything they've done for me, and uh, my grandmother's at home watching, so hi, Grandma. And, uh, you know, everybody here at Lernerville, you guys have always been kind to me. The track was a little different. We weren't used to this today, and uh, it was a little bit racier for us. Um, I was a little nervous. Garrett started showing a nose there. He, he's been so damn good this year. It's a little nerve-wracking when he starts showing you a nose. But, uh, no, I got to thank everybody, all my sponsors. I got great sponsors, and... Uh, you know, my brother and uh, his wife and daughter and everybody, it's a big family event with us and uh, just really appreciative of it. So wait, somebody married Russ? Yeah, I know. There's, <laughs> I don't know what she's doing, but yeah, she married him. So the boy there looks like he likes my microphone. Maybe he's my retirement plan. It could be. He likes to scream in the middle of the night, too. So congratulations on a feature win. Enjoy with your family here. Fireworks up not too far behind for the King family. How about a big hand? First win of the season for Rex King Jr. Mike, put yourself in a, a, a tough spot, not by your own doing. I'm sure there were some issues there in the uh, heat race in turn two, but had to come from the tail and had to run down one of the all-time greats. Won a lot of races here. That one might have, might have been the most exciting. Yeah, I, uh, I screwed up in the heat and just was, wasn't paying attention, run into uh, the nine car. And uh, yeah, Alex and I were kind of, I mean, I was so frustrated after the start of that race and I was just kind of on kill there. So if I ruffled feathers, sorry. Um, I gotta say thanks to Dan and the track crew. Tonight had a heck of a lot of character. You could run high, low. It's pretty smooth. There were some traction spots, made it really fun. Um, thanks to all you fans for coming out. Um, I gotta thank my dad, Dakota, Joe Corrado, Mary, my wife, my grandparents in turn one and two, um, my aunts, uncles, um, Rocket Chassis, Integra Shocks, Dumhoff Motors, um, Helltown Brewing, Optimum Transport, Millerstown Pick Apart, Corey Fox Trucking. He does a lot for everybody in this area. and. Uh, He's been a big supporter of mine the last couple years, so thanks to him and uh, my sister and Nico. I got a large crew. I'm just, like I tell you, I'm lucky to hold the steering wheel and have fun with it. So this time of year, we always talk about getting ready for the firecracker. Three nights of racing, you're going to see three different tracks. Probably going to see one of them like this uh, some point that weekend. Uh, tell the fans who may be here for the first time how racing here tonight is going to help you get ready for that race in two weeks. Oh, it's huge because uh, they changed the tires on us this year, and uh, I think everybody's kind of struggling a little bit. I mean, they're a little different, and I've definitely had to adjust my notebook for them. So we've really been struggling, like especially in features with them. And I mean, this everybody's kind of fast when it's heavy like this, but we're still working, and hopefully we can put on a good showing for everybody here in a couple weeks. You want some preliminary races? It'll be great to see you win that big $50,000 checks in a couple weeks. So enjoy it tonight, and we'll see you here in a couple weeks. Thank you. Thanks, Lernerville. Thanks again. Congratulations on another feature win for the Crusher, Mike Norris. AJ will get the Marburger Farm Dairy Iced Tea. AJ, three wins in a row. Thankfully for you, the uh, Western PA Speed Week won't put you at the tail next Friday night, but one more like this. We come back from the firecracker, you might have to start from the tail. Yeah, I mean, just kudos to everybody over here. Uh, we've got a really good race car right now. And um, what, probably three weeks ago when we got our butts kicked at the World of Outlaw show at Sharon, we we knew we were off, but we didn't know we were that far off. So we had to kind of take a step back and look, and we found a few things. And since that night, it's been, a, it's been an awakening for us, and uh, we've been really quick everywhere we've gone. To be fair to you, I don't think you're that far off. I think those top six guys are just that elite. Just watching them on... You know, being in person at Sharon is even more than watching on, you know, live stream. Those guys are that good. I don't think you guys are that far off. Those guys are just that good. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's a whole form of aggression. And I mean, those guys are, they're paid professionals. So, I mean, they're the best in the world. And uh, 
it gave us a heck of a wake up to compete. So um, we worked on the car a bunch, uh, had a lot of late nights at the garage. And um, I mean, it, it's awesome to just have all the work paying off right here. So your uh, crew, sponsors, family, everyone that makes possible, always cool to win on fireworks night. <laughs> for sure, especially in front of all these fans. Thank you guys for sticking around. Thanks, everybody that continues to support me. I appreciate getting everybody and their kids and everybody down here in Victory Lane. But uh, special thanks to Mother. This one's for you. Um, father, uh, girlfriend Ashley, everybody on the crew. Um, Brian, Joe, my Uncle Doug for their continued support. Ferguson Heating and Air Conditioning, Fence by Maintenance Service, Ternega Construction, Red Robin Gourmet Burger. So I'm just excited to keep racing, guys. <laughs> Congratulations on another feature win, three in a row. You're six time and defending track champion, the points leader, AJ Flick. Darren, congratulations. This Monte Carlo got out to the early lead and went completely uncontested. No caution. It seemed like you were on a Sunday drive. Yeah, well, that's not the case. Um, we made a calculated risk to put old tires on and try to go for the second two features. But more importantly, thank you, fans. We usually win at 1 in the morning. I never get to fully thank you. Uh, but if you are a veteran of the armed forces or you are a direct family member of someone serving, please rise. Please rise. Everyone, give them a round of applause. The reason we do this is because there are people around the world defending freedom, and I just want to thank you for all that you've done. I love that this track promotes that. That's what tonight is about. MCS, Integrity Coatings, but this crew. Last week we had some car troubles. Uh, Gary Wiltrout actually came over and helped us. Uh, the racing community is strong, and we want to put on a good show for you. So tonight uh, we'll go back out and we'll do everything we can to put on a second show at the end of the night. Have a great night. Thank you, everybody. Darren, let's go ahead and talk about this car for a minute. Second year behind the wheel of this North Star Equipment number 76. And here you are early, two wins into the season. Setting that bar high for possible championship. Yeah, three wins, and I have to keep up with that 26 because they're awesome. And uh, it takes a lot of good people, right? I just get to hold on and do the right thing. Great car owner in Larry allowing us to do this. This has always been his division that he loves, so we're grateful for that. And uh, it takes a team. My son once asked me, why is this a team sport? Come down. Come down to the pits and learn. It takes a whole group of people to do this. The reason this car does what it does is Rick and Jonathan and what it takes for them to do it. So thank you so much. It takes a great team, but you got to have a good driver. Let's give a round of applause. Darren Mossy here at Victory Lane. Well, first win of the year, and you just mentioned it's been a while. You had to map quest your way to, here to Victory Lane. But, man, this number 75 was on a rail tonight, taking advantage of starting up towards the front. And here you are with your first win of the year. That feels pretty good. They say the first one is always the hardest, and now you prove that you can get the first one out of the way. So can we expect a year like you had last year when you won half the late model features? I don't know. We already totaled it once and blowed up once, so hopefully our bad luck's out of the way. Hey, Barry, it takes a big crew and a lot of marketing partners to keep these cars rolling. So why don't we go ahead right now and thank everybody who helps make Audi racing possible. My crew, awesome. They're they're great. We 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 put a lot of time into it. That's the only way you get results, you know. And uh, I'd like to thank uh, all the Wheeler family, uh, Stoystown Auto Wreckers. I got to look at everything. Uh, Hampton, Rustic Woods, Pizza Hut, uh, Morocco's. Hold on, Barry. We're gonna turn you around. I don't want I don't want America seeing your butt. <laughs> Daniel Schaefer's. Uh, Struck auto body, drift uh, uh, trackside, drifts tires, uh, pro disposal, Pennsylvania propane, 
uh, Jeff Carey and Associates, Heirloom Prines, uh, oh, Indy Lake Marina, Total Mobility, I mean, all oh, tailgates. I mean, we got, there's a lot, oh, North Shore Equipment. I mean, I, I should write them down, I guess, huh? You know, you are getting older, Barry, and maybe Carly can make you a cheat sheet, so when you come to Victory Lane again, we'll be better organized. I made one, but I didn't think I was going to get back out here for a while. <laughs> Rachel, let's give a round of applause. Your Martella Pharmacy's feature winner tonight, Barry Audi. Thanks, Howie. Congratulations to Barry Audi for his first win of the season. Safety gear is undone. He's getting ready to come out of the car. First win in two years. Let's give a round of applause for Chris Brink. Chris, welcome back to Victory Lane. First win in a couple of seasons. And it has to feel good to come back to model uniform Victory Lane in the Russell Stone Products car number seven. Well, first I want to give all praise and glory to God. It's by his strength, not mine, that we got this done. And uh, we weren't the fastest car, but we were fast enough tonight. And sometimes it isn't the fastest car that wins. You've got to be lucky and good and consistent. The consistency was this car is in the top five all night. The luck was you were able to get around those two spinning cars, and here you are for the first win of the year. And let's go ahead and thank all your pit crew and marketing partners. Well, my brother Dan Brink and uh, Rick Wellick and Joe Capazuto have stuck with me, and they have a never-give-up attitude. And, uh, you know, Russell Stone Products has been with me for years, really from when I first started. Started racing, and now we have Jelly Bean Entertainment on, which is a great guy, and it's been a, a great help. This is a great division. These are really, really fast cars and really good drivers. So to get a win here is uh, pretty remarkable for me. Let's give a round of applause. Your one-stop auto sale feature winner in the Russell Stone Products car number seven, Chris Brink. The staff at Rappin' on Racing would like to thank our marketing partners, Curtis Power Solutions, Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, Alternative Power Sources, Zarin Truck and Automotive, and RPS Financial Solutions. Without these companies, Rappin' on Racing would not be possible. State's number one motorsports talk show. Today's program was brought to you in part by our marketing partners. Recognized by the Eastern Motorsports Press Association as one of the top racing shows in the Eastern United States. Have a great week and be sure to tune in for another installment of Rappin' on Racing. Stand on it.